Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 167. We're back down in the basement to talk about another week that was in wrestling. Some Dynamite, some NXT, some main roster little bits you probably have. Maybe. A few things. I watched a little Ring of Honor, but I wouldn't say I want to talk about it. I told you it was like... It's dark. Enhancement match. What did I say? Tony Nese and Scorpio Sky was one. Yeah. And I can't even remember the opening match was like a guy I'd never heard of against somebody. It's literally dark, except a little better. I didn't go any further, so maybe there were better stuff, better stuff later on. But yeah, but it's like, it's like dark mixed with like early '90s raw. Yeah, I guess they, they it feels do that. doesn't feel necessary to watch. That's for sure. They started out kind of paying attention to it, and now it's like feels very afterthought. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't mind watching something. I'll check it out, and it was just like it's not very interesting. No, they don't really put much into it. Doesn't feel like it. No. So, I don't know, Southern Ontario, fall is here. They're literally pumping out our pool right now, and I can't believe we can't hear it in the studio. Yeah. It's pretty not, impressive. Not at all. I thought when we're upstairs, I'm like, oh, man, we're going to have to wait this pool pumping out, but I actually don't hear it here. Mm-hmm. So you had a big win this week. I'm looking at it across the table here. What uh, finally arrived that you were yeah, well, somewhat first, patient? On Monday, I for? went to Walmart after work, and then I also I got a Ziggler Elite because he's gone now, so that right. would probably be his last one. Yep. So I picked up that because I actually had it at our Walmart. And then, yeah, my package finally came from Ringside, which is a couple months. And we've been waiting. So you specifically received? Uh, we got the Ultimate Usos, the Ringside ones, which is just the super articulated ones. And it comes in, like, separate packaging, which is cool. Yeah, like, and they boxes had, like, within they a had box. their own box, too. Yeah, it was boxes with... And they had, like, a little brown chipper for that, too. So that it was, like, it was a box... box within a box? In a box. It was two boxes in a box that were in a box that were in the box that it came in. Sounds very envi- environmentally friendly. Yeah, well, it's all cardboard, right? True, so true. It's okay. We'll burn it. Um, yeah, so I got the Ultimate News and they got a crap load of stuff and I got Stardust. Yeah, Yay! You Stardust. You're the only person I know that would be, get it's excited about It's also Stardust that. from Mania 32. Because it's is, funny. It's, Stardust is funny. That's all Especially I Especially because like, Cody's like so serious and like a, the actual top guy now and this is the guy who beat Brock Lesnar. That's right. Oh, yeah, he is. Legend. Uh, yeah, and it's also from my first Mania, so that's cool. And you've worked every day this week except Thursday. Yeah, pretty Including much. today and tomorrow? Yep. Today at 5, right? So that's not yeah. bad. Got lots of time to get this. I'll wake up early tomorrow. Brothers basketball training's in full swing. Season hasn't started yet, but got a few new pieces on the team. Looks pretty good. I don't know. I'm coaching a bunch of things at work as well, so that's keeping me really busy. Uh, you had a buddy come back that was from out of town. Yeah. So you roamed the that town with him on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> the usual. Yeah. They're like the usual stops. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Fast food place. Walmart. Coffee place. Walmart. Right. Yeah. Pretty Not much. that you're getting coffee, but. No. You know what I mean. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. For the Canadians. Good Canadian reference. There are Tim Hortons in the States, oh. but they're not as like bananas for it. Canadians are. And it's not like. It's like a. It's, it's not like we have two or three in the same city or whatever. Or not same to town. be the stereotype. I mean, it would be a more accurate one, but Tim Hortons is almost like, feels like Canadiana at this point. You know what I mean? It just is yeah, a Canadian tradition. Yeah. Like going sure. to Timmy's. Timmy's run. Like there's all kinds of, and it's just we coffee. We literally, and even like small old Keswick has two. Right. Everything so. above like a population of a couple thousand probably. Well, literally when Hortons. we come to Newmark, you know, near where Taekwondo is, there's literally like two Three. across the street from each other though. There's oh, the one, two, sorry, yeah, there's the right. one attached to the 
to like Metro, right. and there's the one with like the Wendy's, right? right. So there's like across literally across the street. the street from each other. Happens yeah. frequently, yes. It's pretty bananas. Yeah. Uh, and then it seemed downtown Toronto sort of switched to Starbucks everywhere, but they may be there. There's a lot of subways fate. there too, yeah. I noticed when we were down there. Yes, lots of repetitive stuff. Anyways, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to banter about? Mm, I can't no. think of anything interesting. And we're going to add, oh, I sh- wrestling-wise, we're going to make a couple uh, preview segments as well, right? Where we're going to predict uh, No Mercy from NXT, which is on later tonight, which I'm hoping to watch. And maybe if we're feeling Mid. up to it, review at the same time. We'll see. And then, what is it? Dream something? What's AEW's called? Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. Some um, tribute to Inoki. Right. So that will be on Sunday. And I, I heard we're up to 10 matches on that one. That makes sense. So that's crazy. But yeah, I say there's a lot to talk about, so we may as well get into it. First thing we'll do, like we always do, is take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, let's check in with ratings as we do. We've got NXT this week down significantly. 636,000 viewers down 22.8%. 0.18 in the key demographic down 25%. Very little Dom and Becky, right? So it clearly is starting to see like it's attached to how prominent a role are the main roster people right. playing, basically. And who, which main roster people are. Because I think this week, memory serves, neither of them did anything live. I think they were like in a pre recorded little thing, but like no live appearances by right. either. Um, right. So that was down. And then Dynamite averaged 855,000 viewers, down 13.1%. And earned a 0.28 down 22.2%. So not the greatest ratings for the go-home show to their pay-per-view this mm-hmm. weekend. But solid, I guess. I, and I was telling you, I, I grabbed, which I never do, I grabbed news early, early in the week. And then when yeah. I was looking back at my notes last night, I'm like, is this from this week or last week? So I hope these are news stories I didn't talk about. Because I think I pulled some like t- Monday or Tuesday, which I never do. But anyways, what do you have? Um, some long-awaited answers to your questions or concerns. Oh, mine specifically? Um, yeah. I like um, this. WWE personnel were reportedly freaking out over Mustafa Ali's gimmick. Um, apparently, like... Ooh, I have not though, heard any of this. Even though they get it, like, everything has to be approved, uh, they, like, were kind of concerned about it because it came... I think because it came across... It sparked concerns because, remember, it was, like, a politician's speech. Yes. Um... I don't know why, but it was like because they definitely shelved it after yeah. they for one week. Just... It was an entire like production thrown behind it, completely out of the blue kind of thing, and then gone and never again. He says he pitched it multiple times for the main roster. Um, he he seems like a guy who has some ideas, right? And hopefully he gets to a place that will yeah let him oh, try here. some uh it stated that smackdown carriers fox had expressed nervousness over ollie heading in a political route um shortly after the gimmick was dropped i guess because it's like because of the like, color of his skin and the people that watch their networks won't be able to handle it and will take it in racist directions I would guess, be my right? guess like yeah that makes sense and then probably that and the fact that he wanted his release a while yes. ago probably didn't help him when they were making roster cuts yes so i i think he's a really good fit for aew even though i I always am their rosters bloated and it is but like i think he's perfect x division just that too and just the matchups he could have against people would be Mm -hmm, awesome for sure um so apparently no surprise that uh moxley's injury on last week's dynamite which he was still not cleared this week either um major ramifications for this week's dynamite that just passed as well as wrestle dream obviously so original plans 
called for a non-AEW wrestler to appear on Dynamite to challenge Suzuki? Moxley. So no name given, but... Um, I My mind goes immediately to New Japan. Cause... Yeah, that seems to be... Because uh, the new releases are too... They still have no competes, I assume. It's not like yeah, Ollie and is just gonna... the working relationship just seems to be... Right. Especially with Sabre being involved in Wrestle Dream. It is the best guess. Right. Um, so that would have been an international championship match at Wrestle Dream. But Phoenix is obviously champion, so they scrapped that. And we really don't know who Moxley's opponent was supposed to be or when he's going to be back. Suji. But it clearly kind of threw a monkey wrench in plans, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, Edge has been removed from the internal miscellaneous roster in WWE, expected to head to AEW soon, as well as his contract expiring this weekend, leaving him free for Wrestle Dream. So kind of makes sense for him to come after Christian, I would think, maybe? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm. Or does he help Christian I cheat to retain? I feel like he might come after Christian. I do too. I... So my opinion has kind of changed on this. I feel like um, I'm was initially not thrilled about this, just kind of in a the vein of Sting. Like I don't really want him. Here. I agree, but we, we both lean towards we don't need to see yeah. people who've wrestled However, for twenty years anymore. I respect if he wants to finish his career with Christian, right? And he's a Canadian boy, so <laughs> there is that. He's but like Canadian I respect boy. that if he wants to finish his career with Christian, he's going to go there and do that for yeah. a bit. Um. And as far as part-timers go, he's far from the worst one. He is. So I'm not going to love the fact that he's coming, but I think I'll accept it somewhat. I'll dislike it less than a lot of veterans coming. Like, he's yeah. no Jeff Jarrett. We'll put it that yeah, way. Exactly. Right? No yeah. Sting, no Jeff Hardys, Jarrett. Hardys, he's still doing better than the Hardys, I'd right. say. I agree. So, um, yeah, uh, that is something to watch out for, I guess. I guess so, yeah. That'll add a little intrigue to the show tomorrow mm -hmm. night, right? Um, going back to, again, the Moxley situation, apparently AEW referee Rick Knox has been taking, quote, heavy heat, unquote, I after saw, the Moxley yeah. incident. Um, I, I could understand that. I, I think that makes sense. Right, because he just stopped a three count, which led to him taking another driver where his head at least yeah, touched the ground. Yeah, I feel again. like if he knew, he had to have known at that point, right? Especially if they're like, saying it was early in the match. Because, especially because Phoenix won already. I think if the plan was to have Moxley do like a roll-up thing like we yeah. were suggesting, I think stopping the count makes sense because that's not the intended result. But then right? it should but, have been inside cradle over. Right, but we ended up getting the same result regardless. Right. And it's More another driver. Possible. So I think, yeah, he definitely should have just called the three count there. Now, again, I don't know what was going like what he was being fed at that yeah. moment right so we don't know but just from like the outside looking in i definitely think that you probably should have just called it there you and know? it's just the idea that it's a potential and who knows right and it's a tough job probably that yeah it's like it seems like almost you didn't regard moxley's safety enough in the in your attempt to have the match continue and get to the outcome you're supposed to have right, right? We're not supposed to have. You're, al you're always told well no i think like trying yeah. to continue it to see if they can okay get to the, right you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? yeah yeah and you're supposed to I, you, we're always told like they're told to just count three if they don't kick out they don't kick out but i don't believe that's i don't the think case. so we've seen overwhelming evidence that they will pull it this a is count. not the first time we've seen something oh, like no. this right so tons and tons of times yeah. it just so happens this time there's a head injury in woven into it so it's bad yeah but anyways exactly yeah um that makes sense uh hopefully moxie's okay because he's such an important guy he to is. them so. but he gets a rest he needs a rest man so <laughs> i am this isn't the way to get it but... no i'm Still disappointed that this is the way he has to get his vacation, quote unquote. Right. But um, suffering probably. He deserves some sort of rest, even if it has to he be does. concussion recovery. Um, he really deserves some rest. So I'm happy at least he'll get yep. a break from his grind. Because especially this year, I think 
Well, last year, I think he really killed it just with the whole interim run and just picking the pieces. But I think this year, he's done really great, too, because I think he'll Moxley was I think he's so just cool, the company so. MVP regardless. I think so, yeah. You know? I think Danielson's definitely doing it well behind the scenes, but I think it's just... the final countdown. <laughs> that's what that is so meaningful now, and it, oh, yeah. I don't... That's what it is. That's what it is, It's yeah. counting down to him being done, In and out every week, no I think Moxley is definitely the MVP. I think so, too. Blackpool, in general, just, like, I think the gimmick is definitely real life a little, because they're definitely professional. And just Moxley, like. him, be, you know whatever you need him to do, it's going to be done, and it's going to be done well. Yeah. And it can be short notice, it can be a long-term plan, whatever. He's good to go. Interim, linear, whatever. Right, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Um... Last one I have was um, obviously we saw Jake Cargill officially sign up WWE and then they proceeded to milk the crap out of it. Do you? Oh like, yeah, they just they, po exactly they posted her they coming up to the PC. Could be good for her. her training. Like, do you? They think, milked it do hard you, right out, out the gate. Do you think she makes a stop at NXT or straight? No. I don't either. I think it's like AJ Styles, uh, not like that, but like where she's big enough to jump the sh ship a bit or like jump the line. Sorry, is she? I think she jumps the line. Is she in the crowd at No Mercy? That was what they would do in the old days. Yeah. She'd just be sitting there, right? I think that if she was debuting NXT, yeah. Right. But I don't think she is. So You I don't even no. think that'll be like dip your toe in the WWE, whatever, and then just go main roster? No, I, think, I, I think that would be if they hadn't already shown her yeah. doing stuff. Because I feel like the dip your toes thing is already thrown out when they've just posted like three things or whatever. But I would pose, we've talked about like, how do you get the belt off becky lynch in nxt yeah but that could you, be your answer how do you get the belt off cargo that that is the next that becomes the next question right because then we might end up with a tbs situation which um i can't say i'm interested in no honestly i think she should just jump the line um, yeah probably I, well, okay not that i think she should because obviously she needs some work but i think she will yeah i do definitely. too i don't think she's uh She's more suited, we've said it before, for WWE yeah. style for sure, but she's still not a finished product no. by any means. Right? I hope she goes to SmackDown because I don't want her to have to wrestle Nia Jax because that just doesn't. Okay, career shortener. Career shortener, and also just she's not going to carry Nia to no. a good match. I just hope she does well, man, because she has potential to be yeah. a, a fantastic. So I, nothing but the best for her because I think she's cool. She just would benefit from more development yeah still. the gimmick just kind of stagnated a bit. yeah a little bit mm -hmm. and this i don't remember if you talked about this last week the aew heading toward a streaming service possibly i couldn't I remember, remember if you mentioned if it but it looks like they are going to move to um 12 pay-per-views a year right oh yeah um, i did i think i don't know just keep we'll keep going well and it could be on Max's streaming service. So yeah, I think that's like expected, right? And I might be the perfect outcome for them because if that's the case, I would probably cancel WWE and get AEW streaming because we're less likely to watch WWE stuff live. Yeah, but like I like having all the I know the back catalog. Honestly, but I don't want it's worth it for true. that alone, though. You know what I mean? Just not. I'm not saying obviously I don't pay for it, but like <laughs> that is I'm very just, true. I'm just saying like I personally would like to have all the back catalog. And yeah uh although okay well i don't know if i'd rather cancel netflix or the network probably uh, probably netflix i don't know because office is elsewhere but superstore i know i love superstore how are we I, gonna watch superstore i don't know find it like buy it off of apple tv or something i feel like we would do that actually. i would because i'll watch it a ton that's okay that's that's good that makes me happy then because obviously then that because there's nothing else on Netflix we can throw it in. yeah they lost star wars they lost most of the Marvel i watch to be more than anything right now um because I, I like that i think they have the batman but i think that's still on crave too yeah you still gotta watch that anyways i do wrestling 
<laughs> wrestling talk. What you did? You had no more. I, no, I'm. I'm out. Only other thing I don't know if you heard Malachi Black is injured. Eh, calf tear. Oh damn. Calf tear and hyperextended knee hasn't wrestled Ew. in the last month since they lost yeah, to since the Yeah, all in. Yeah. Um, and then because he's had back problems, he actually went on I think social media to like dispel those rumors and that it's not his back. Um, and I wonder if that's why the acclaimed because I that kind of seemed strange to me. Although they. They acted I like, feel like they were going to win the titles anyway. They acted like they were going to push House of Black and they gave them this special <laughs> matches did, that they, they never... They did, collision too long and nothing happened. And then they never really did anything cool with those match their own... Not on collision. Well, in general, I don't think. But anyways. No, because well, cause remember once collision started, Malachi wanted to stay there and then they never did their matches again and obviously they weren't going to do it on Dynamite because they're on collision. So then the collision just kind of... Right. It. Did I, and this was just something I heard my last <laughs> little nugget here that I thought was really interesting hearing or reading somebody talking about Mansoor being one of the cuts did you know what was part of his so part of his the agreement with Saudi Arabia and WWE was that Mansoor was not allowed to lose on television isn't that crazy yeah but I'm pretty sure he did like a lot I don't, did he dude he was in maximum male models they lost all the time but did he oh. I don't know if it's maybe him personally would not be pinned maybe then I don't. I feel like. And did he lose on TV? I think so. I don't know. I feel like in all the times it might be a fact check. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's weird. That is weird. Um. Okay. So that's Uh, gonna wrap up our news. Uh, I can see that they didn't do the same for Ali though. No, they did not. And we will now deep dive into this past Wednesday's. uh, I guess it was the go home to whatever. Why can't I remember? Come on. No, you're not getting help this time. Uh, Come on. Dream. Wrestle Dream. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, the go-home show for Wrestle Dream, and Nailed it is it. AEW Dynamite. All right, talk about Dynamite for me. Remind me of what we just watched. Oh, wait, what? No, always. Why did I think we just watched it this morning? I'm not sorry. Not this morning, no. Mm-mm. Um, so... Impromptu title on here uh, for Phoenix, and so you got to start it off with a bang, right? And yeah. who would you pick for your first opponent? Well, I mean, to be fair, I am a contrast of styles guy. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. like a good contrast of styles. No, you like match. a good contrast of styles. Fair so. enough. So this so this was a contrast. We get Jeff Jarrett, but not yay. Fifty six year old Jeff Jarrett. Is he actually fifty six? I believe that is correct. I've looked it up so many. I swear I've looked it up for us like three or four times. Yeah, it has to be. I liked Phoenix's gear. I thought it was cool. Like the black and then it was like white and green. I think half his mask was like white and green. It was it was cool looking. Now. 56 years old. We've yeah. looked it up before. I think we've looked it up so many times. It's just going to be in green in your brain. You it know, is. You got like it Jeff, is. You got Jeff Jarrett knowledge I can forget many things. Numbers generally stick in my head for some reason. So yes, we get Phoenix and Jeff Jarrett. So one of the all like quickest, high flyingest, flippinest guys against a 56-year-old who... I don't know, works a different style, shall we say? Mm-hmm. A little bit. So, sorry, tell us about it. I guess it. Phoenix is 34. He's 32. Nice. I was so close. Um, yeah, Phoenix dove on a Jared and Lethal during the entrance, and you got the jump on him. Uh, Satnam saying tried to interfere, one in a million. Uh, uh, but Phoenix dodges, and he took a DET from Jarrett. Um, springboard arm drag into a double foot stomp from Phoenix for two. Lethal tries to interfere, but gets taken up by a rope walk kick from Phoenix, and the Jarrett hits a low blow while Dutt has the ref distracted, and the Jarrett rolls him up with a small package. I believe two. that I bit on that almost, right? If I mean, I'm, Jarrett's not going to win, but like for a near fall, that was fairly yeah, believable. Just like scary, kind of, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, please, no. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett hit a stroke for two, uh, which Phoenix took like a DDT. 
Uh, he and did. He got a rope break on that, thankfully. Because I do not like that move, but Phoenix certainly did all he could to make it look cool. Yeah. I think Jared definitely does it the worst, though. Like, It just doesn't look like it should no, finish it's not, anyone. No, it's not the best, but if Jared you makes hit, it worse. If you want to hit that and then, like, cool transition into some submission, fine, but... Koji Clutch. Right? Yeah, sure. Sammy and Ollie do that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so then Phoenix countered figure four and no event for the win. Um, thoughts? I, I mean, so M- much mid. so much interference. And I get it. Like, Jarrett is working like an old school kind of territory heel style. And I, it's just not something I enjoy. But... No, it's not. It's just like outdated. If he was, he could honestly go back to the NWA. That would fit. Honestly, and, I don't care. And I know I'll hear when I listen to other people talk about this, they're going to like it because it's like a throwback or whatever. But like, not, not in a good way. My nostalgia center is underdeveloped. I think this show has sort of borne that out. Well, I think also so I, it doesn't, I did like some of the Impact Thousand stuff in terms of nostalgia, but I generally feel like also your nostalgia is not Jeff Jarrett. Correct, it's not. Like, I don't, especially not for me, but even for you, just I don't miss Jeff Jarrett <laughs> and wonder what Jeff Jarrett's doing. You know? Yeah, like when you were watching TNA, you didn't like Jeff Jarrett because he was the main event guy constantly. Yeah. So then there's no nostalgia there. And then what Jarrett was in the dying days of WCW, you can't say there's nostalgia there. Right. And in the attitude era he didn't do a whole lot so can't say there's much to he just there. reminds me of previous generation um and my cody bias will be showing here cody where he believes he is truly truly elite 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 and in my opinion he's like a tier or two below that like mm-hmm. is he very good yes is he like a guy that should be your company revolving around no and, uh-huh. and unfortunately because of jared's like family and whatever he can put himself he has had many opportunities throughout mm-hmm. his career to mm-hmm. put himself at the well, top. Yeah, he's probably got like a combined. Yeah, I think he's got like a combined thousand something days with the NWA title. Right. He held it like fifteen times in TNA right. or something back when he was running. Because he has name recognition and he's that not too. bad. But so I don't know. I thought I, don't the, know. He's I, there. I thought this was okay and like the story obviously is Phoenix having to fight off interference the whole but that's time. That's like every match. But with him. but winning with a roll up, I don't think does him any favors no. either. Like beating Jarrett with a roll up. So I don't know. This was okay. It wasn't a hot opener. I didn't no. uh, love it. I would say. Yeah, um, it was a fine opener. I thought never expected anything amazing. Um, I definitely wasn't blown away here. Phoenix did his best here. I thought he was solid, but the knee injury story they were doing uh, kind of hampered his offense towards the end. Like that made him a little less exciting. I, I just think in general, and it's not his fault, he has to slow down what he's doing a little bit. Yeah, like he can't sure. hit things in rapid succession the way he'd like to because Jarrett can't no. get in position or do whatever he needs to do so it makes phoenix like it's not his most interesting right. work either um jared was fine i guess but all of his offense is so old and basic that's just not very interesting uh and then he of course has to have a boatload of interference once again just to kind of cover his ass and like we have seen there is precedent right in aew where they send people to the back like how is aubrey and then even them having to Aubrey like, literally has like has fought karen jarrett before so when i didn't she... like reference to that either. no like, but let like that go to your point then wouldn't she be more likely right. to throw them out you know right and they interfered like what half a dozen times it Had felt to be like at least five times but anyways i um, digress but all i'm gonna say is we've come a long way from the days of orange cassidy we have i'll say uh, but and and i see we'll see who phoenix is gonna face next later in the show right and i think that's the route because phoenix... i think that is definitely a save for me and I'm and 
Phoenix is not a great storyteller. So I think as long as he has the title, you just have to go like, what are awesome matches people want to see? Mm-hmm. And just do that. Yeah. Which I, I think we're really starting like to get. I really like the choice that we have next I week, do especially with the history there. But we'll, I'll kind of talk about yep. that later. And they actually mentioned it. And also next week is four years of Dynamite, which is pretty... I just heard nice. that. That's crazy. Yeah, they were they were sitting on the show. God, too. it was I so honestly, exciting in the beginning, remember? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say it's not now. It's, but it's just like not to say it's not bad. Like it's bad, but it was just so fresh and exciting, and like we had just I mean, wanted a competitor to WWE. Yeah, for I, so I definitely long. remember that feeling. I'm just glad that it's been actually something we still enjoy lasting. Yep. That, but yes, that's also it something that's lasted, especially because they started right before the pandemic. They yes. um, unintentionally picked the worst time yes. to start a wrestling company, and they survived through it. I think pretty well, Thank- and then went to all in. So thank God the cons have incredibly deep pockets. Oh yeah, they could withstand some issues to get things profitable. Well, and so just not only the pockets, but also that Tony Khan actually seems to really love wrestling because he does. I feel like with lesser funds and lesser passion for it, I think easy to they give up. They would have died, especially when you're you're you can't have fans, which is right. like what you do. Um, but yeah, I'm glad Tony Khan pushed on. Me too. And there's our little dynamite, um, fanboy <laughs> right for. A, a phrase that I can't stand right now I'm going to use that I hear all the time and I'm only using it at mockingly. We gave them their flowers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just makes me cringe yeah. when I hear that. <laughs> uh, next we get a vignette from last week uh, with Colton and Jeff in Long Island on a boat um, that MJ said was his dad's boat. Uh, Cole mentioned, or sorry, MJ mentioned Cole being on the phone with Roddy for a while and that's why he didn't come out with him during his entrance yeah. uh, for a grand slam last week. Cole said he, that strong is like a brother to him. Uh, MJF asked Cole to hold his beer, and he said he'll get his own beer, too. Uh, and then MJF was kind of, like, in the, behind Cole putting the ring on. And then Cole was like, Max, you wouldn't hit me with the diamond ring and push me Without overboard, looking, he you? just knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cole said it's healthy for somebody to have more than one friend. And MJF said that's <laughs> not for him. But he guesses it's normal. Uh, if it's normal, then he supports it. Uh, he joked he almost uh, got caught thro- throwing somebody overboard. Uh, and then they thought they caught a fish, but it was Paul White. Um, I'm sorry, cap- Captain Insano. Thank thing, you. Uh, in a like a floaty, yeah. And he came on board, and they drank beer. It's true. So it was really like um, like a mobster scene where they drive you or like into the middle of nowhere, right? You mean NXT? So that's kind of what it felt like. So I don't know, man. Like I know there's people that are gonna say you shouldn't have your world champion doing stuff like this, but it doesn't really bother me. So no, this is what. They, and I feel like because of Cole's injury, this is what we're going to get for a little bit while they sort of figure out where they're going with that storyline, right? So I, I liked Cole because the whole thing is MJF's never had a friend. So him having to be like, well, this is how people behave when they have more than one friend, bud. Like it's pop. And he's like, oh, right. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So that's kind of, it's kind of funny yeah. to me. And I, I like that part of it for sure. I think I like that Cole is kind of helping evolve him with like normal. Yeah, you know the friendship norms. I like that he's kind of trying to help him understand with that. Um, I like this a lot more than the Aussie opening because I think it had it had some serious bits where there was like development and wasn't yes. all stupid nonsense. Because like the Catherine Insano bit wasn't for me, but it was whatever. Because it was just it wasn't the whole thing, right? Yes. Like so, I thought that was fine. Um, it was kind of amusing the bit with the ring and with Cole knowing that he's gonna do it. That yeah. was a little odd for me, but also I thought it was kind of amusing. I thought this was a lot better than the Aussie open one because it wasn't just complete you know shenanigans yes right and the simple line about like people have more than one friend can push the story with roddy a little further right because now mjf's gonna try at least because he knows oh you are allowed to have 
Right. So it can add a little bit more. And yeah. I think I have a pretty solid prediction on where it's going, to be honest with you. Okay. We're, we'll get there, I think. Right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I think you mentioned something like that. I d yeah. What I did mention at that time. It just seems to make sense with the way things are going, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. then, anyways, maybe Cole can get upset at the bond they're forming while he's injured. Maybe. Right? Anyways. Although... He's a normal human. Sorry, so. I'm going to say it. I'm talking he, about Roderick Strong. I think he's, he's a Cole's a normal human, so maybe he won't like MJF. I think there's a good chance Strong ends up filling in for Cole. I definitely as think. MJF explores this having more than one friend, and maybe they start to get closer, and Cole doesn't love that as he's they're ignoring him while he's seriously injured, and now they're to I don't know. It's maybe. it could work, right? I could see that happening. Although I feel like Cole <clears throat> probably shouldn't do that if he's telling MJF it's okay to have more than one friend. And then you know I mean? think that would especially also... then they can all be best friends together and have trios titles. And it might also fit with the cliffhanger at the end of the show too, possibly. I think. Well, I don't know what to think about that. Actually, I think. Well, we can talk we'll about it there. at the end, obviously. But I'm. I'm jumping around. Sorry. I'm. I saw. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll have to remember to mention it later. I saw something that's like. You saw a, a thing. A tease about that. Cool. I look forward um, to that because I haven't heard anything. So next we get Kaus and Keshta. They're hunting Ibushi in Japan. Uh, they're basically just standing in front of to like Japan buildings or whatever. Uh, and Cal says before Wrestle Dream, he and Takeshi are on the hunt for Ibushi, and they they know all Kenny's secrets in Japan. And it says Kenny might have to find a new partner for yeah. Wrestle Dream. Simple little segment. I think the point is like they'll travel around the world to like torment Kenny Omega, right? Mm -hmm. So that's fine. I assume we'll get a follow up to it's this. It's on brand. Uh, and this was good, yeah. And then we get a follow up right away. Yeah, no waiting. Mm -hmm. So we hear from the Don Cal's family, and um, that includes. Samuel Guevara. Mm -hmm. um, and now with the multiple appearances, I'm wondering if Osprey is technically involved in there or not. I don't I'm think so. I'm going to go with no, but he's definitely like an affiliate. Because they, I think Callis would be talking about that. If Will Osprey's in your group, you're not making it ambiguous, I don't think. Yeah, you know what no. I mean? You're, he's, definitely parading, oh, he's definitely parading that around mm -hmm. like nobody's business. Yeah. Plus, I don't. I hope he doesn't, because then when Osprey comes in, we need that United Empire stuff, you know. Yes. Um, United Empire gold. <laughs> right. Got to do the spinoffs. Um, Don Cal said uh, Abushi wasn't safe in Japan, and so he had his personal camera crew with them to document it. Um, basically, they went. They uh, did their best worst Strickland impression, and they went to Abushi's academy. Was... Uh, they beat up his friend. They beat up Abushi, um, and. He hit, what catch hit him with like a weight or something like a like the little know. bell thing. It's like the weight. It's got like the handle. It's like the circular weight. Oh yeah, it was a kettlebell. Kettlebell. You're that's right. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he choked uh, Abushio with his cool heel boy jacket. Yes. And that uh, cow said they've never been stronger with Takeshi Osprey and Sammy. Um, Guevara spoke said he's been painted out to be the bad guy, but in reality he's the hero. Um, that got some mean, not so kind, mean spirited chants from the crowd. It did. It because your, your your mom was behind. What did us. she think it was again? It was something like a sandwich. Feed, uh, feed him a sandwich or I don't know, something uh, something. Know. Then and she you're was a sandwich some, or when something? we told her what it really was, she was like, really? Like those fans are so mean. You yeah, know? this ain't WWE, mother. No. Um. While well, Sammy said Jericho was holding him back for four years, uh, Sammy said that Jericho was holding him back. He just said that. Um, Sammy <laughs> thought that Jericho would pass him the torch, but he never did because Don Cal showed that Jericho was selfish. Um, Sammy said he'll become the champion and star he was meant to be. And Cal said Wrestle Dream he'll take everything Omega Jericho from America. Oh my God, Omega Jericho <laughs> and Ibushi. Words are hard. Um, until there's nothing left but the tears, and then they left. 
I what I thought was funny because they before the promo they showed the pa- the highlights of Guevara's promo on Rampage. Yeah. And um, the way I saw it, I think it was the What Culture review. It was like Sammy Guevara said, "Chris Jericho's dead to me. I never want to see him again." And Chris Jericho comes out, and per- you proceed to see him again. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Um, like I know Sammy's a heel, but I I was a little disconnected because I agreed with like everything he said about Jericho. Oh no, I was definitely. So it's kind of hard to be it's like, like I hate I hate you, dude, but you're right. Guevara's Gar- promo was solid too. Yeah, like uh, what he's saying isn't wrong, so like I like it, but it's definitely just there's a bit of a disconnect for me. Maybe it's just the heel logic because there's no way he's thought this this whole time right it's like, right but like i guess that's heels for and you he so he needs to stay heel and be clearly a dastardly i heel think that will work time. though because he's with callus because so. he's been flip-flopping a lot so he just needs to dig into this and be a heel and i'll start to come around because he's fun to watch in the ring right but yeah. um and i do like him in this group he just needs some time to adjust because he's been so back and forth in the last half year sure. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought the Ibushi beatdown was cool. Yep. Uh, Takesha looked nice and menacing. Um, unfortunately, though, that pales in comparison to the invasion of the Buddy Wayne Academy. And it does. It wasn't as good. It seemed like a, a lesser version. But also, if, like, unfortunately, if Kota, he hasn't looked like Kota Ibushi. So this gives you a, like, a, well, he just got beaten down with a kettlebell, right? So maybe he's not peak. Ibushi yeah, I'm really hoping tomorrow. we get that Ibushi at some point. Otherwise, I think he'll round back into shape. I hope so. Yeah, it I'm, hasn't. Maybe it's just the name been, value too. Right? He's just been kind of ordinary, like which, which is, is crazy not, uh, which say. is unordinary for him. Right? No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so hopefully he really gets it. I hope like at least when we get a match with him into Keshta, which yeah. I feel like we have to. Yeah, I feel like hopefully, or I'm hoping he gets into shape for that because yeah. I feel like Takeshita Ibushi could be amazing and i don't mean like physical conditioning he doesn't look as just good like shape but just ring, just perform at the level yeah he no performs. he looks great still but yeah. like yeah in ring wise right yes. you think he definitely needs to get back into the ring shape i agree yeah um next we get words from starks um following collision last week and the texas death match uh, we got some highlights from that um stark said he didn't lose and he survived and he's still never been tapped out submitted or and pinned. his face is like dried blood on it he looked, i like when he they do that cool. yeah, yeah i like it right in the moment like that. um you comes in and apologizes for laying hands on him when he wanted to show respect to danson which i didn't i don't know uh stark said he'll he said he'll put him down next time he does that you kind of came at him saying he thinks starks is fake i think he said and he just complains and moans and he couldn't get back up meanwhile you has to get up every day after he gets his ass beat by Blackpool yeah. and he challenges him to a match at Wrestle Dream and um, this was solid it was pretty short I thought Stark sounded really strong and Yuta was pretty good uh, Yuta's more interesting as a heel though I like heel Blackpool better I yeah. think um, me too but I'll, I'll accept them however they are because they're really cool still um, should be a solid match but it feels like this should have been on the collision before Wrestle Dream opposed to the card itself like no disrespect to these guys but like this doesn't feel like a pay-per-view match to me I feel like they're trying to strike while the iron's hot with Starks because he's picked up a lot from feuding with Danielson right like he's now like I think people that weren't didn't know a lot about him are like oh no this guy can go right so I think it's kind of rewarding him. They're feeding him Yuta, I'm pretty sure, right? Like I I'll, think so. Risking giving you one of my picks for later when we make predictions. But I thought Yuta... I would never pick Starks. I thought Yuta sounded really good I here. I like Yuta. And I feel like he's improving on the mic, so that is awesome. And these are two young, super talented guys, so the match should be really good, but I feel like... This yeah, the is, match should be good. It's just it doesn't... It, it is last minute. It's kind of like, hey, hey, Starks, you're kind of elevated right now, so let's get you on the card. It feels like, which is fine. Should be a good match. Elevated. I like that. Theme. That's a good theme song. Right. Sure, if you oh, say that's so. That's awesome. Oh, right. It's fantastic. 
Uh, next, we get a random three-way eliminator, which is yeah, Nicholas. with me going. Is this for something? I've no, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you had to fill me in. Nick on a Jackson, things. Claudio, or Claudi, I guess I forgot the O there. Claudio, my mistake. Claudio Casignoli and Brian Cage. Um, why do they call him Cage? With Nana, because he's a machine. Obviously. Oh, okay, no, that makes sense. Um, oh, you know what I noticed this week? None of the elite, none of the, or sorry, none of the Hung Bucks came out with their new belts. Oh, yeah. That shows you how important they are. Right. <laughs> I did not um, even think about that. Yeah. I only noticed it when Hangman came out. I don't know why it didn't register with me when the Easy to came forget out, their champions. It just it didn't register with me at all. Yeah. Um, it's a three-way eliminator for an international title shot on Dynamite's anniversary next week. Right. Um, my first note is Nick looks like he forgot his usual gear and borrowed white pants from You're... Jazz or someone like that. They like, are plain as hell. Like he has an emergency gear there just they in look case he forgets like, everything. Yeah. They look like shiny pajama pants or something. Yeah. Like it's not and he's wearing like these black shoes too like it's definitely not and i think later on my point is furthered um but like it just looks like a backup gear you know like that one time undertaker wore really ugly camo pants because he didn't have his gear or like you know somebody else just recently had to borrow somebody else's right you know what i mean like sometimes you gotta borrow gear or whatever this looks like one of those times it just looks like very because well, they like, they clearly plan, right? clearly care about what they're wearing. And they... he didn't have entrance gear, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I think he just came mm, out yeah, I think as, that's right. as is. So he looked very just like mundane for yeah. Nick Jackson. Yeah. Which is weird. So and my theory, I think it's there's some evidence to support that later on. Um with the other Jackson. Maybe it's like when they're singles, they're just not themselves, and they're Matt lost. looked like himself. Yeah, I guess Matt so. looked like himself. True. Um, Nick gets taken out. Uh, then Claudio and Cage have a test of strength. Uh, they trade suplexes, then strikes. Um, Cage hits a corner clothesline in the Inzaguri, then following with a German suplex to Claudio. Uh, Nick hits Cage with the corner high knee bulldog, then a running PK on the apron to Claudio. Slingshot X Factor to Cage. Flips back to the apron moonsaults off the apron on Nicolio, but he gets caught. Then he swings it into a DDT. Mm-hmm. You know, his usual tag, hot tag flurry, but right. in a triple threat. Uh, Nick gets a 450 to Cage for a two count. Nice. Um, Claudio nailed that 450. Mm-hmm. Claudio gets Cage around for the swing. Looks um, crazy. Anytime a guy mm-hmm. that big, like it, every time it's like, oh, looks yeah. impressive. It looks like so easy, too. It like, does. Um, Cage caught a diving crossfire from Nick and lifts him up to an F5 for two. That, that looks so clean. Like, so it was crazy crisp how and like that, like effortless. Just like he he caught him easy, picked him up, and just the way he swung him on an F5, the way he landed was just so pitch pitch perfect. Like and like no preparation to put him in. No, like, he just chucked him up and swung him around. Yeah, that's was, what it was so great. clean. It was like crisp. Uh, outside into reflex to Claudio from Cage looked for two, crazy too. Cage that's is what you nuts. Do. Uh, Fanish comes and Claudio manages to get Cage for a Rocola bomb, which looked pretty cool, actually. It did. That's a uh, big boy. Nick flew in, uh, hit a Springboard Hurricane Rana to take out Claudio, and then he like landed right into the yeah. pin on Cage, and uh, Nick takes the win there. I thought this was a really fun I triple threat. I love this. I thought this was super fun. And you have like the the undermanned high flyer kind of having to use his wits to beat these two monsters, Yeah, right? I thought that was really cool because you had the ex- the strongman exchanges between the two powerhouses and then you have the high flyer kind of yeah. zipping in trying to keep up when with he them, can. Right? Yeah. And then like Cage is, is basically perfect for matches like this. He doesn't have to carry the match. There's no story really in it. It's just like get in there and hit a bunch of cool looking stuff, which yeah. he does really well. And it's just for a title shot. So it allows them to just have like a bunch of offense and there's still some stakes there, right? So I thought he looked really good. He always does. He's just lacking that whatever it is, charisma or whatever. But like in matches like this, he's great. So I thought I was 
really entertained by this. And again, mm -hmm. Nick and Phoenix sounds like an awesome match. And, and we haven't gotten this match in nearly four years. Right. So. This was early, early. They said Dynamite number eight. Right. So that's pretty cool. And it should be awesome. And that's what I'm saying with Phoenix. Since you can't really build a lot of stories around him in his current, because he's just kind of a guy. Just have He's kind of a guy, and that sounds mean, but you know what I mean. And just have dream matches, then just keep putting them against crazy, awesome opponents in one offs that I want to see, mm -hmm. and that yeah, can yeah. be his story. Oh, yeah, I'm super excited of, for that. Um, I really liked the finish that, here, that was really cool just because he landed like perfectly to cage, yeah, to get the pin there. I thought that was a cool way to steal the pin. It was just, a really like, good finish, throwing someone out, you know, like they usually do because it's like, oh, you just chuck him out, you steal the pin. But I thought this was like a creative way to do that, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I thought this had a really fun pace to it, like it was just like action, 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 really good, uh, in just the best way possible. Um, I'm really happy for Nick too because I've, I've always liked him a little, um, yeah, he's always got like a really nice hot tag flurry going, like. Uh, out of the box, he's my preferred buck. Me too. Especially because he's like the Jeff Hardy kind of guy, but he doesn't have drinking issues. So he's <laughs> that we know better. of. Yeah. That we know of. He doesn't have publicly documented legal <laughs> right. issues. Multiple, we'll multiple. Um, and also him versus Phoenix sounds fantastic. It does. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen that like commentary mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely happy about that. Hopefully he has ring gear next week though. Um, just I'm kind of hoping for that. Um, next we get a righteous vignette, and I'm just realizing I didn't. Um, get notes for that, so I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to scroll down a little. So I'm just kind of talking, just to kind of stall. Yeah, I mean, well, I um, can vamp so for you a little bit. Oh, I, yeah. I, there's not really much. They just they say like, do you? It was what was it? Do you ache for a feeling that you fake to feel or something? See, like that? I think what they were saying, and I don't remember what their exact words I were. I think I'm, I'm, the line was something like I just said. I can't remember specifically. But basically, it's I think it's like it's better to be evil and whatever like us than to be fake friends. Like, That's one of the things they like said too. MJF yeah, and like, Cole are, I think is what he's it saying. It hurts less from your enemy than like from your friend. Or you know what I mean? Or like a fake friend or something like that. I, my interpretation, and I hope... I like, think I know what you're I'm kind of digging this, is that Vincent is kind of perceptive, right? And he's like, clearly one of you is being at least one of you is being phony to the other one we right. all know it's coming and, and it, so it that hurts less when you know when you like like if mjf was just upfront being a right. scumbag it would like hurt we less are, but we're evil but we're evil right transparently right and mjf's obviously kind of feigning that right so i think this is really cool and i if, really liked it i saw like some people didn't like it just because like some people think like kind of like house of black sometimes it's like a little rambly and weird but i thought this was really cool i thought it was but this felt like more early wyatt vibes where you could find a thread and like i'm pulling at yes maybe yes. i'm wrong no right? i i think that's what they're kind of getting at right that's what it seemed like and like they had like little paper cutouts paper and whatever dolls cut out yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely what I, I like. Just, the one had a neck brace. That was so funny. I think Vincent's cool. I like the vibe here. I just feel like they they need to be like somehow incorporated into the show and the product a bit more. Yeah, because it feels like they're like outside of it. Almost. Well, yeah, because so first off, they're mainly ROH guys. Second of yes. all, they won this title shot on Rampage. So let's say you're not someone who really likes to watch Rampage or Ring of Honor. You're gonna be wondering um exactly who are these guys why are they talking to nicole and mjf exactly because i know who the they title are. shots aren't even mentioned here right so you wouldn't even right you'd honestly be forgiven for not knowing they have a title match so but that aside i thought this was really cool and it was really interesting uh missing context aside i thought it was really cool um i'm glad they're getting a title shot because i think they're interesting also their theme playing in the background was nice because mm -hmm. their theme is super interesting as well um with cole in doubt i think it'd be all right to give them the belts for a bit i could see MJF winning and I'll, like what you're saying, I'll, I'd probably lean that way, but I would be, no, I would not be adverse to giving these guys the belts. I like the act. I just want a little more like 
development or here's because yeah i've i watched roh on its way out right and was reviewing it so i know who they are and what they do mm -hmm. and even they've sort of it feels like dutch has evolved into right. something more interesting and, uh, but the average person what happened to won't. Stu grayson i don't know i guess he was like he, getting affiliated with them was, and then it just despite looking like a dark order guy but then still. he dressed like them finally, he did and then now they're just not affiliated now. Like but yeah, they just gave up on that. I'm interested. I got, I like I said, I got the old, my favorite version of Wyatt vibes from this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm good with it. Yeah. Next, we get to hear from Cole and I'm Jeff. Uh, and Cole's coming on crutches and a heavy cast. Yeah. Like heavier than Matt Jackson's arm. Apparently, I, th I heard somewhere that Britt put out x rays of it and it's bad. That's oof. Yeah, it's not good. So the fact that he, um, and I think that was part of what she was saying too, the fact that he finished that segment on his feet, and I don't like to glorify that culture that's in wrestling where it's like, even if you're dying, you finish the bit. But he did. I respect him for that. Yeah, yeah and that's... Because he had us thinking for a second he might be okay because yeah. like he was limping around a bit, but then he looked like he was kind of standing okay. Yeah. But that must have been hell then because... He's got three separate breaks, I think it is. Yeah, so he said his ankle exploded and broke in three different places and he tore ligaments. Like, that's crazy how much damage that yeah. <laughs> that ramp did. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, technically the ramp is also to blame for Moxley because Phoenix dove from the ramp. So it's crazy how destructive Band that ramp. ramp was. Oh, my God. Like, uh, he said... Cole says he has to get surgery. Um, he'll do everything in his power to get back as soon as humanly possible. He said but they hold the ROH tag titles, and since he can't defend, they have to relinquish them. But MJF cut him off, so hold on a second. He said he didn't wrestle twice in one night to relinquish them to the righteous. Um, and he said Cole got hurt because MJ needed his help at Grand Slam. And MJ said that when Cole comes back here, he wants the title still to be there waiting for him. And MJ spoke to the camera, said he's going to defend the titles against the Rogers in a handicap match. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I just showed Jack a picture of his, not an x-ray, but a that's picture of what gross. his foot like, and just ankle like, look like. It looks, that just looks like littered with bruises. Like, yeah. Oh, that's horrible. So Britt. Britt tweeted, this guy broke his ankle in three places on a freak accident. He still hobbled around on live TV, TV because, as we like to say, quote, the show must go on. Adam Cole gives his entire heart and soul to pro wrestling. He's one tough cookie, and this is just a small bump in the road. He'll be back yeah, better than ever. Yeah, talk about a freak day. accident for sure. Yeah, but respect to him because that's crazy. And the x-ray doesn't look pleasant <laughs> either. Honestly, as like... As I'm looking at it right now. I don't know if I want to see that, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's... Um, that, that's like... Um, at least he didn't look, end up being like Vince, you know, where he tears with his closet. <laughs> just, just, just sitting in the ring. Whatever, man. Vince finished that too. I can't stand <laughs> that man, but he finished. <laughs> that's one of the funniest things ever. Uh, Roddy comes out in a custom wheelchair with the kingdom and he's shouting adam's name saying it's an emergency right well Kella has like a destroyed ankle Roddy's is just saying it's an emergency um closely needs to go to roddy and mjf says he'll respect that and he hugs mjf and leaves on his crutches then much to my um much to my joy uh jay white comes out he does yeah i, just, I was, was fine with this too there's the bullet the bullet club intro hit and then he, his theme hit and i was just like yay because i got spoiled like i knew he was coming out but then once we started well, yeah, i just totally oh, yeah. forgot and i was yeah. just like oh yeah he's coming out you got to be excited all uh, over yeah again. <laughs> that was fun um i don't remember where and i don't think it's in here so like he said uh he left uh bullet club 
he sent bulk up to the back so that they could enjoy this moment by themselves. And he said, because it was five on one, which mm-hmm. made me laugh because he's including card blade in yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Which that makes me chuckle because for those who don't know, Bulk Hub Gold had been parading around with a. So I think the one week Jay he White was gone. was gone. So they had, had a, a cardboard, a cut cardboard out. cutout of Switchblade and they call him Cardblade. And it's just stayed <laughs> as part of the faction. It's part of the group now. Um, so yeah, he told MJF to shut up saying we've heard enough of him. Well, clearly people want to hear his exotic voice, which that made me chuckle. Um, MJ said that White must be smoking some of that sweet Colorado grass, and we got a weed chant going. Colorado um, crowd was really good. This, cra- this whole show good, yeah. it was a good crowd. There was the one thing where they were really good for this. It might have been this. They but, were hyped pretty um, much from the get-go mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, MJF said, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Um, he mocked White's goatee, saying it looked like pubic hair, which I love Jay White, but that admittedly, that's kind of funny. Just oh, the he, way, got, the kind of he, got, he got cooked a little here by MJF. MJF cooked like. him a little, yeah. Um, MJ spoke about how he used to read things about how good he was, and people say he's no Jay White. Uh, MJ said he didn't understand, but now they're seeing eye to eye, and fans know that MJ is a fine filet mignon. Uh, and he said, uh, whenever he's in the ring, the show is about him because nobody's on the level of the devil. And he's a generational talent. He said White's very talented, and he said White's tried to convince the fans that he was filet mignon, but <laughs> really he's tofu. Uh- Tofu um, chance breakout. Tofu chance I think breakout. he's gonna hear them for a while. Yeah, I do. I don't necessarily agree with that. No, but um, but you can see that it's a a thing you would attack if you want to get to Jay White. Like, yeah, it's a feasible no, it's criticism. a good thing. Like in kayfabe, yes. But I don't think that. I think that's far from the truth in reality. I do too. Of course. Um, Andrew said um, that White has been giving everything like the cool entrance nickname. I do love his nickname. Uh, t-shirts. His t-shirts are cool. I want the one that he's got. The Bang Bang Gang. It's cool. In the that's shape cool. of the I, finger gun. I just want a shirt. I think I saw one that's like the normal. It's like just normal Bang Bang Gang down there. I want that one too. Because I just, again, I would just, the other joy I would have to wear a shirt that says Bang Bang Gang. Because just people could totally take that the they wrong way. They have a clue. Like, and, well, they'll have oh, a clue, but the wrong clue. It would make me so happy. Like Also, I added to my list for Christmas. Strange, strange. Um, I want the Hangman shirt that just says Anxious Millennial Cow boy because again out of context that is just so funny to me and you know that 99 percent of the time it's going to be out of context yeah, and when finally exactly. that one percent gives you the little exactly. nod when you'll be like that's fine that's my I, boy i swear the one time i was wearing okay so the out of like a off-topic story i forgot to tell you this actually so the one time oh, i was wearing my story time shirt, with jack and the one guy my advice is put a spot in the way you're talking so you remember to pick up put your cursor um, over the last thing you said um it's a pro i, I already for, okay I'll, I'll, all you I burgeoning I pro podcast i got it yeah okay, so now go ahead it was i was wearing the acclaimed shirt the one day and i was just walking around and the, and the one guy came up like this and i was like i was confused for a second and i looked at my shirt and i was like oh said, and like the one kid them? like yeah That's awesome and i think the one time he did give me a too sweet too i think i was wearing the forbidden door hoodies so yeah. i don't know who he at, is at but school yeah Nice. There's some guy walking around who's knows what's what. Yeah, he knows, knows what's, what's what. <laughs> so the the shirt would be funny just for the one percent people that would get it. But I just I live for the funny things. That's like the part out of context. Of why like, I wear wrestling shirts is because like yeah. everyone like that the guy at the pizza place right was like, oh, were you at Forbidden Door? Because I was wearing mm-hmm. I think a, a, the elite Canadian shirt I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because I love getting the out of context shirts. They're so funny. It's fun. <laughs> I love getting like. I either get cool wrestling shirts that I want, like I like the Better Than You Baby or the Bullet Club Gold or like something like cool that I want just because like I like them or the logo's nice. But I I live for the ones that are funny out of context, like the I'm a poor that Hangman one Bang Bang Gang. It's That's a something you grabbed too, right? Was you found a Bullet oh, Club yeah. Gold? Oh yeah, when t-shirt. I went to the mall on last week, I found I finally got the Bullet Club Gold shirt, which mm-hmm. was not at Forbidden Door, so right. they lost out. But yeah, we got we got a Bang Bang Gang merch now. Now we need the actual Bang Bang Gang. One. Yeah. 
and anything Volkogo. Actually, I need a Switchblade one, too, eventually. If he gets a hoodie, that'd be opportune right now. Uh, anyways. Um, See, now you know where you were. The, <laughs> the cool entrance nickname, T-shirts, big match opportunities, and hand the keys to one of the greatest wrestling factions of all time. Um, Anderson, when you pluck it all away, that made me think of his pube comment. Oh, that's just horrible. Um, when you pluck it away, he's left with boring, bland, uh, tasteless tofu. He said, you didn't mind Jay trying to steal some of the champ's flavor. He said that Jay is what someone in Japan thought was a top guy. Um, I told White to leave the ring and top, stop talking smack to the fans. And just finally got to the point by saying, in the future, they will say Jay White is good, but he's no MJF because he's better than you, and you know it. <clears throat> All right. Jay White now. Uh, White said uh, that's what he came out here for, a personalized MJF experience. The fans <laughs> kept chanting tofu at him. Um, he said MJF seems off perhaps because he's bromance with Adam Cole. And he said... While the fans chant Bay Bay for Adam Cole, he says he's not sure they love MJF the same way. And then the fans started chanting for MJF. He talked about um, how he nearly ended Cole's career last year for Bindor, um, leading to the concussion. And that kind of spiraled into Cole being like kind of a good guy. And then Cole and MJF's whole history. Right. And then he also mentioned Cole's ankles broken because of MJF. He said, well, MJF calls himself the devil. Um, White said that MJF has to get another level to stop him from taking the AW World Title. Um, he talked about his credentials, his sister, and his nicknames. Um, the la- the ones I can remember were Last Rock and Roller, Top Shelf Gunslinger, Switchblade, King Switch, Catalyst, Greatest Asset in Pro Wrestling, etc. Mm-hmm. Etc. is not a nickname. That's just to imply there's more. There's more. But there's not. That's not. Like, I wouldn't call him, etc. I might um, now. No. No. Oh, okay. You can't, I should. You can't, you can't do that. Got it. You, know, you can't do that. Unless they make a shirt, then, then you can Etc. Yeah. <laughs> um, White said he's going to be the AEW World Champion. Uh, White said that MJF is just like the poor because he's their scumbag. And he said they can have each other, but White has the title. And he said this is the switch of the era, and MJF has gone soft, and he knows it, and it's still his era. And then MJF gets fired up, saying he has no clue what he's capable of, and he'll show him right now. And then uh, MJF kind of looked ready for a fight, and White was just like, bye-bye. Yeah, <clears throat> this was... A segment of two halves. Crazy long. Yeah. All of it together was, I think, 20 minutes or more. And unfortunately, I got so into the Jay White MJF stuff, I started to sort of lose track of what happened before it, if I'm going to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. most of my comments are about that. Um, I thought it was a good exchange. MJF was definitely more like personal attacks, right? <laughs> he, and, yeah, he cooked them. And, but then again, I think Jay White sort of shrugged it off because he was like, when he says, like, I came out here for my personalized MJF moment, like, this is what I expected you to tailor a scathing promo at me and I don't really care, I think is what he's going for. Mm Because he was more like generic, like, I just want the title. You can do whatever you want to do and I'll go take that title from you. So I think he was trying to play it off as like, I knew you were going to do this. This is what I expected. I don't really care. And I'm okay with that because they both sounded awesome. Like I was just, I was just so happy seeing Switchblade in a top spot here. I just, I was super happy to see him in a. And MJF shows good range, right? Earlier in the show, kind of doing a silly comedy parody thing, and now back to being really serious and angry. Um, So yeah, I think this. It would be nice if they built Jay White a little bit more. It does feel like they're kind of strapping the rocket to him. I'm fine with it, too. He just beat Andrade. So. It's true, but he what has Andrade done, right? So it's <laughs> kind, kind of coming out of nowhere, but um, if, I feel like we're going to get, like, what, MJF White full gear, probably? Maybe. Build to that? Depends how far away. Actually, it's not too far away. So yeah. I, I thought these guys were both really good here. I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy long segment. Not sure I needed it all together, but... I yeah. did like the interaction. Yeah, my main these. complaint was that maybe White and MJF could be saved for after Wrestle Dream because it doesn't have a lot of re- relevance or relevance to 
the pay-per-view and it does you're right it does make the the tag match or handicap match feel kind of afterthought yeah yeah like this, this could have waited until after was, yeah that's probably i thought fair. not to spoil my thoughts on the last segment but i thought this and the um, contract signing got me really hyped for two matches but then I also I honestly forgot that this match isn't even on the pay per view. Like they got me really interested in right. the Switchblade MJF match, and it's not even on the show. And we we're supposed to. It's kind of backburnering that. Not that you think really that uh, Vincent. What are they called again? Righteous. Righteous have much of a chance, but mm-hmm. it's backburnered. Feels like yeah. after this. Um. So this was the first part was solid. It was kind of expected. Um, Cole was in one hell of a cast and he came out and he's sitting in the promo, which wasn't a good sign. Crazy he hurt himself that much from coming off the ramp, but I guess it's a freak accident kind of thing. Roddy coming out in a wheelchair and saying it's an emergency while he was like horribly injured was pretty amusing. Um, I saw Roddy, but he forgot switch was coming out, so I got super happy about that. The five on one thing made me laugh. Um, the code T comment made me laugh as well. I thought MJF's promo was really good. I liked how like he got super intense and personal about it. The tofu comment was funny. It was an interesting analogy. Not true, but nice logic for him. Right. Um, and the crowd his... latched onto it, yeah, which is always which is good. good. Um, he ended his bit strong, though, I thought. And then I thought it was really interesting, uh, White tracing Cole MJ's history back to Forbidden Door 1 involving him, which is technically true. And also nice from a heel logic point of view. Like, he kind of set off the whole chain of events, which, in a way, is true. Yes. Um and I really enjoyed what he had to say. Uh, I'm super happy he's getting a main title program because uh, I love him a lot. I think you do. he's fantastic. He is good. Um, I'm even if I'm pretty sure he loses, I'm just glad he's getting this box. I thought he really killed it here, even though it was generic um, at points, uh, just because it was just a title centric thing. Um, White definitely sold me on this though. Um, I love Babyface and Jeff because it opens spots for Samoa Joe it and does. Switchblade and all the heels to kind of get in. Um, it did feel like it was getting really long towards the end, but I'm willing to forgive it because I just um, I loved seeing Jay and White in a top spot here, and I cannot wait for him in a title match because that's awesome. And I'm the first one to dislike long segments, and I was fine with yeah, this one. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, MJF teasing the heel tendencies, and the last line was cool as well. Um, well, we're getting a delivery here. Getting, what do we got? Oh, yeah. Oh, booster juice Thanks, being mother. delivered. What do I got? It's my wife and your mom. Thank you. You left the house, eh? Yeah. You made your debut. You're not going to talk this week? That's like... Gonna I feel ASMR like with a rustling bag of booster juice here for you. Yeah, ASM- oh, am I going to be okay. able to eat this? Oh, my God. And she stole Why'd a bite. Why'd you take a bite? That's not... No, that's not, that's not nice, but thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mother. Alrighty. Um, oh, toilet paper roll. Nice. Okay, thanks, Mom. Bye. Bye. Toodles. Oh, that makes for good podcast. I won't even edit that out because... Why? It's a nice little treat. Slice of life for you here. Slice of life, folks. Um... I place a second still scroll. I'll eat at my leisure. Um, next, we roll into another segment I very much enjoyed, which was JR sit down with Christian Darby, which is a thing we tend to like as well. Um, J- the JR, JR this is the JR role. Yeah. This Although he role. ends up doing nothing. Like, yeah. he just lights the fuse and then just sits there, basically. <laughs> which is a pretty easy thing to do with Christian, so. And he's just awkwardly sitting between them as they just carry on. As Darby's, like, like, pouring water in face, it's like. Yeah. I don't need this face paint. Yeah. Um, JR asked Christian about being the TNT champion, and Christian claims he's been champions for, champion for months, which made me laugh. Um, I love the delusional stuff, man. Like, he just <laughs> weaves it in there so sincerely. And, and, but, like, and he's so serious about it. Yep. He's like, what are you talking about? I've been champion for months. Like, yep. he's, been, he's just like, I love how he's like, like it's fact. Yes. It just makes me laugh. So if you're time. like watching Dynamite for the first time this week, you're just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> right? You're just accepting it. I hope there's someone who's like just believes. Yeah, he's I'm gonna been check it out this months. week. Yeah, he's like, and he's like, he won the title less than a week ago, and you're like, 
Like what? if our neighbor behind us, who's getting back into wrestling, remember we just told him he should watch. Dynamite <laughs> you should tell instead. him Christian's been champion it, for right. months. He'd be like, okay, you, you got you got to tell him that. Oh, that'd be so funny. Um, so Jr. pointed that Christian lost to Allen twice, which I don't remember. I guess would that include the? Right. I'm going to assume it's this the is coffin, your department, the coffin online. match, and then the match on Rampage Grand Slam. Yep. I feel like because I don't think they've had singles matches yet. I don't. I don't think I'm the wrong guy to ask that. Even though I watched, did it they have all the matches? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, um, Christian said he'll walk out of Seattle as the TNT champion, like he has for the past few months. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Christian said that Alan is nowhere near the rest of the Christian is. He asked for the two or three falls to see what Alan can do, what he actually wrestles. Uh, he said he'll he'll humiliate Alan at ringside. He said uh, Christian asked if Alan will be in attendance. Oh, like maybe Nick Wayne. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he reminded us that Alan's uncle died for drunk driving, and he's dead. <laughs> He, <laughs> he's so <laughs> Christian's so good. This honestly might be one of his best runs. Um, Alan said, uh, "Oh well, yeah." Alan said he's dead. Uh, Alan said uh, <laughs> Christian's keeps on crap about dead people. He said he's won the Teen Teen Town in Seattle before, and he'll do it again. Christian told Alan to bring his family, even Nick Wayne's mom. <laughs> oh, Christian. <laughs> Uh, he told him to bring them. He said he'll tell Nick Wayne not to show up at ringside because he wants to do it on his own. And he told Christian not to bring Luchasaurus. And then Christian mocked Alan for having face paint to hide himself. Um, and Darby Allen like washed it off as a water bottle, just to, like say he doesn't he doesn't hide behind it or whatever. Um, Christian said he doesn't need Luchasaurus to, with him, and he said he'll always be the TNT champion. So get used to it. Um, I I love this so much because Christian's so funny. The just he he got me laughing right off the bat, claiming he's been champing for months. I was funny, and um something I found kind of funny too, which I'm pretty sure I'm right about is it made me laugh when he said he asked for the two of the false match because I'm almost positive after he won the title on Collision, he got told by like Marvez or he whoever, hated it. and he was like furious about it. So I thought that was really funny because he definitely did not ask for this, and he also like referred to he retained in the triple threat yeah she retained the title. <laughs> that was funny yeah um darby had a point he's always making fun of dead people which is always funny and he won the town in seattle last time um the, the comment about nick wayne's mom was just really funny as well it's just it's so horrible but it's just the funniest thing ever um darby i thought was really good when he, he got was. fired up though i think when he gets really into it and amped um i feel like he he it feels real right like kind of reminds me again i go back to that four pillars program and that was i feel like the first promo for me where he just really felt like himself and just really into a promo and it felt like confident in it so i thought that was really great here um this felt really intense and heated when they were both yelling and i thought that was really awesome um i forgot about this this also gets me really interested in the match um heel christian's goals i don't know who i want to win but this is awesome christian is hilarious I also said it added interest in the match for me. And this, yeah, this version of Christian is really funny. And he's just settled perfectly into this niche of like the really mean but funny heel, right? Like he's kind of got the market cornered on that right now. And I uh, I do think Darby's response was really good as well. He played off it well. Um, I kind of think we need Christian to retain. I just I think feel like, yeah. it's time for this, not time for this to be done yet. So could be Luchasaurus involved. Who knows? Um, but anyways, yeah, just referring to dead people and people's moms and it's just what he does and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so funny. I am it never gets on old. board. And if Edge is going to come in and be of similar caliber to what Christian is, because be believe funny. me, we had problems with Christian at some point too, right? But yeah, because his babyface running sucked. He's won us over. Oh yeah. This, this mean, this mean heel Christian is hilarious. Every week we love it. It fails to amuse me. Yep. Um, I would like, yeah, I, I don't honestly feel like Edge should just come in and be the babyface to him because 
no one's booing Edge. I feel like, um, but I like I, the only thing is I, my hope for Edge is if he re- has a retirement match in AEW, I hope that he puts over Christian because I think I love this heel run with Christian, and I feel like that would be a really cool sign out just because you tend to lose on your way out, and also yeah. just because Christian's always been second fiddle to him. He has. So I would love it for Christian if he just he kind of got that as like a nod, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think Christian was almost retired out of wrestling too, like, you know, kind of like in yeah. the vein of edge. So I'm glad, like, I don't think I would have said this in the first few months of his run, but I'm glad he came because this he's, run is fantastic. And he he's should just hilarious. He should stay in wrestling forever as a manager and just honestly, keep doing he this. He could do this all as the a manager. Honestly, 100%. it's so funny. It's he could so do the funny. exact same thing where he says he's the champion and just be a manager and it would even be funnier. Probably, you know, <laughs> it would probably like, be funnier. Yeah. It's oh, he's just so good. Honestly, we we love Christian here now. Yep. Uh, it's like, one of those times you just only get one over. He's he's great, kind of like Cassidy, but um, not at all. Yeah. And just the face run wasn't working at all. But this is, this is great, just superb. Um, next, speaking of Orange Cassidy, we get Orange Cassidy versus Matt Jackson versus Austin Gunn versus Penta, uh, in a four way, which because they're in a four way tag on Wrestle Dream for a tag title shot. So that um, felt WWE to me a little but. bit. A little bit, and but I, I think it paid off. And I do mean that as a negative a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Because um, it did feel random, yeah, and there's not really stakes to this. Um, Matt has the nice pants the Bucks usually wear in their <laughs> shoes. Go. This further supports my theory Contrast. on Nick's attire because he's wearing his normal attire. He's got, like, the nice pants and nice shoes. Um, there's definitely something up here. You have to, this is a very and important th- investigation you, you would to you. Th- you would think they'd be wearing the same pants, too, you know? It's you just know? like... I don't know. There's there's something up about him. Matt had like a shirt on and everything. It's on like, the Nick. next dark side of the ring, <laughs> where did Nick Jackson's pants go? <laughs> the truth about Nick Jackson's pants. That's it. Um, so early on, Penta and Austin have a weird like taunt off that amuses me because like Penta's got his weird mannerisms. You know the way he walks around and Austin's like mocking it, which that made me laugh. Oh yeah, when he was doing Penta's walk. Yeah, he was doing like Penta's yeah. walk. That that really made me laugh. Um, there's jabs and a right punch to Cassie from Austin. Uh, Matt hit diving. His punches looked good. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I liked it. Austin got I thought punches. the last shot where he just hit him with like the right hook or whatever. I thought it looked, that looked good. good. Yeah. That looked good. Um, uh, Matt hit a diamond crossbody outside to Penta, and he's got that. I know he's still got that heavy arm brace, man. Yeah. It's like the, oh, yeah. the newest Dax figure. Because I heard he's supposed to have had surgery, and he's not. That's so weird. he's just holding things in place. Basically. I respect that, I yeah. guess. Um, the new Dax figure, it's from Blood and Guts in like the white and purple gear, but he's got like this arm brace on. It honestly yeah, looks exactly yeah. like what uh, Matt has right now. So uh, you could just get that, stick it on your Matt Jackson figure. Boom, update. Nice. Um, Cassie makes it look like he's going to dive on Austin in the ring, but then he just falls to the outside to take on Matt Penta. That was funny. That made me chuckle. Um, Austin hit his hit toss neckbreaker move really fast on Cassie for two, which I thought looked pretty good. It didn't like, he didn't like grab him flush with the neck breaker but i thought like just the way he like snapped it really fast yes. made it look good if you're trying to link things together really really quickly i can forgive sloppiness yeah like, is I too thought, strong a word no just it's like different a, if you deliberately do it and it looks sloppy but, but if like, you're going lightning fast yeah it happens. like slipping up a snap super right um happens a little bit yeah but this looked really cool it did um there's a sequence where austin like go for like it looked like he was going for a pedigree then he'd get backdropped by someone that someone would hit a destroyer or someone else there yeah uh, rinse repeat that a few times it's really confusing to explain so we're just gonna kind of keep rolling here um at least this time it wasn't the same people taking it and getting right up yeah. it was like delivered to like a domino yeah effect, it was basically yes, exactly um, Matt hit double Northern Lights suplex to Austin Penta while pinning Cassie in like a roll-up kind of thing. So he pinned all three of them for two, which looked pretty cool. 
Um, Cassie had an orange punch to Penta, then beach break to Mab. Austin catches Cassie with a famous for two. Austin gets two counts on everybody. Um, after exchange between Penta and Matt, Austin pulls Penta from the ring and takes him out. Then Cassidy capitalizes, hitting Matt with an orange punch to pick up the win and momentum. Exactly. That's pretty much what I was Excalibur saying at the end of this. So this another really like fun multi-man match on the show. I think I like the triple threat better, but this was fun too. Each of them, again, that the whole here's one member of each team facing off is kind of WWE cheesy, but at least in this case, the result was entertaining. I, I thought Austin Gunn held his own here. Like we're becoming fans of the guns, which is pretty crazy if you go back several months right we were not a big mm -hmm. fan um of this obviously nepotism kind of hires right but they seem to be improving I think it's starting to pay off and they're believable they're believable douchebags um i had a feeling cassidy would win this right it helps him like rebuild a little and the other the loss is meaningless to the other three to, mm. like doesn't mean a thing right so exactly why wouldn't you give cassidy but yeah another entertaining uh kind of chaotic match on this show on a show full of promos, really. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? It's very segment-heavy. Yeah, not in a bad way. Nope. Um, I enjoy this uh, a lot as well. Another fun action-packed multi-man um, pair of really fun matches, I thought. I didn't like it as much as the three-way as well, but I still I thought this was really good. Agree. For a match that didn't really have any stakes to it, um, which is probably the only hindrance for me because I thought the action was perfectly solid. Uh, Destroyer sequence is almost too much, but I think it was better than the one Cassidy and Penta did before, so I'll forgive it. And um, they kept the fun pace going. I agree. I thought Austin probably the least, like the probably the dark horse in this match, and like the yeah, forgotten one. For I think sure. he definitely held his own here and had some solid stuff in here that I liked. Um, casting winning makes sense. He's the like solo star in here. Um, it's just the there's a bit of disconnect for me with him and Hook being title contenders. Yeah, just that they haven't really. Um, that makes they sense. haven't really like teamed much. No, right. So there's not much of a history um, there. Doesn't make much sense, but that's fine, I guess. A uh, fun match still. Nonetheless. It was. Um, next we get Julia Hart versus Willow Nightingale, which is what I wanted. People really like Julia Hart, eh? Even <clears throat> like Willow's like mega baby face and the crowd usually loves her, but Hart was still getting some, not that Willow wasn't getting a reaction, but people are definitely behind Julia Hart. It's, it's weird. kind of a mystery to me. Yeah. But anyway, I've been seeing some praise for her stuff a little recently. I don't know. I didn't see much here. No. Um, I just love the contrast between like her big dark house of black enders and the will just comes yeah. out the bubbly like yeah exactly and she's got the eye bandage because of the mist and she had makeup under when it got pulled off right looked Weird. like makeup was it supposed to look like bruising because it didn't really I feel like it's supposed to look like the mist oh right still there okay that was my okay. guess sure bruise from mist I don't know I don't know what Dummy. it was I guess irritation from the mist is Maybe. more apt um Snaps it looks from Willow for two. Um, she looks did a pair good. of body slams later on. Uh, Brody King distracted Willow while Hart went under the ring. She came from behind with a chop block and a running lariat to the back of the head, which looked pretty solid. Willow kept like looking at King and like woofing at him almost, or like making noise, and the crowd like, started responding yeah, a little he bit. He does that, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, that's kind of funny. Um, Hart locks into some weird submission, but Willow got a rope break. Uh, Willow hit her with a pounce. Um, Hart was in the trio one. Willow went for a cannonball, mocking King again. Uh, but uh, Hart moved, and she hit a moonsault for the win. And then she locked in like whatever submission. They called it the Heartless, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, until Statlander chases her off. So, like, unless... Because uh, I'll let you know, we don't really watch picture-in-picture. Picture. Unless Julia Hart had, like... A Nick Jackson like flurry on the she did nothing in this right she Not just really. sold the entire time. Willow missed a move because she was trying to mock Brody King and then decent looking moonsault right. But again, it's a moonsault from like a hundred pound woman, so I, it's not going to be a uh, hundred pound person. Doesn't matter the gender, I guess. Um, 
it's not going to hurt that much, I don't think. But if especially if especially you, not well, who's like a little bigger. Well, and you haven't taken any offense, right? Like it's different if you've just been sort of near fall after near fall, and you've been taking abuse. But so I don't know, man. I don't think she looks that good. I think they built a Brody King Willow match more than they did Hart and, and Statlander. And I just want them to pull the trigger on Willow, so I don't like Willow necessarily losing here. I thought Willow looked totally fine. Um, and then Hart pulls out the win off of one move. So I would have not chosen Willow to fulfill this role here. No. But um, I get it because she's Missed there is it. that contrast and there's history. There is story there. But yeah. I don't like the end. This I guess. is fine. Hart was fine, but she didn't really do anything. And she still doesn't completely fit this gaming to me. But she looked better when she was just kind of the witch looking character. Not the like... entrance and stuff is kind of it's it kind of works. She looks, you know, she's doing like the deadpan, whatever, almost yeah. like Undertaker walk down. But then, like, I don't see it in the matches. I don't know where the dark right, bits yeah, yeah. come into her in-ring work when she just gets beaten down and hits a moonsault. So, I, I don't know. I didn't think she looked great here. And yeah. Obviously, she's not beating Statlander. So Yeah, her in a TBS title match is weird, let alone on pay-per-view. So, this doesn't... It feels like they're going, like, we have a pretty strong card, and we need to some point figure out what we have in Julia Hart, and we need to get something new in the women's division. I hope that's what they're thinking. So it's like, okay, we've already got, you know, a bunch of bangers. So let's see what she can do with a little bit of time and attention. I feel like it's an experiment almost. It's also they don't they need a women's match and the main title doesn't really have true. a program yet. Correct. And thankfully it's not the outcast, so mm-hmm. can't say I care a ton about this, but it's happening, so hopefully it goes okay. As you eat a panini. I'm trying. Um wait till you're done doing this and then when it's off the top of his head you can ne- eat. No, I'm still talking. Though. Not as much, but anyways, go um, ahead. So next we get Swerve and Hangman's contract signing, which is the last thing on the show, which basically. I th- interesting placement, I kind of thought. I think it ended up working out. I do too. I, it just I, wasn't I where I expected it to be. Um, I would expect maybe like, I, I don't know, the MJF is Jay White, but it's not leading to anything current, like recent. So I guess, anyways, I was a little surprised. Uh, Swerve stopped Nana dancing, so I don't like him anymore. But as you said in the moment, that's heel heat, man. That's, Crowd that's wants it. Don't give it to him. Exactly, yeah. I hope he does it on the pay-per-view, though. It's, it's too good. Um, Swerve said he's been impressed by the fire. Page has been chilling lately. Uh, Swerve warned Page about uh, walking in Seattle, which is Swerve's house. Um, Swerve said it's nothing what like Page has dealt with before, and they're a lot different. He said, like, what's a cowboy to a something and a farmer to a something and a buckshot, buckshot to a kill to shot? to a kill shot, yeah. The last line was nice it was good. There. Um, Page admitted that he thought about what Swerve said a few weeks ago. He said that Swerve was right about what he said. He said for a year and a half he felt like there's a black cloud hanging over his head, um, which may or may not have a name. Um, and Page said he beat John Moxley in a Texas death match and he reunited with his friends in the Elite. Um, he said every time he smiled, that cloud came back and started to rain. CM Punk. Oh, I, I think um, it has to be because that's the timeline. He, he's a big cloud. But it's a year and a half since he gave the has to be the backstage whatever thing that the workers rights that that young man just got so in his feelings about and couldn't handle anything for the next yep um page said that the rough period is done and he's still here yep um page said that now he has time has had time to think about his past he has come to realize that people deserve more from him the best of him he said that he deserves it for himself too he's told swerve he'll get the best of hangman at wrestle dream and he signed the contract (laughs) so he got like super 
Paige gets like super into this, right? He's got like this super like self confident promo, and I love it because like doing his like thoughtful, vulnerable. Yeah, he's doing the hangman thing, so right? Well, and yeah. we love it. And Swerve just like laughs just in his face, laughs at him. It's, it totally caught me off guard because like I'm like I'm really getting into it. I love it. it's like it's the self conscious like the self confident promo that Hangman does, yeah. right? And I really love it because that's his character and he does it so well. I don't know how people don't think Hangman's not good on the mic because this is good, right? And then Swerve just laughing out that made me laugh because if just... you're a heel and you're a smart heel and you want to get to him and he's insecure, guess what? You right, laugh at him for being vulnerable. He's insecure and he's getting all <laughs> confident, and, like being vulnerable, and Swerve just like so you mock him the for longest. That. Yep. Super villain chuckle. He is a super villain. It We've was been so saying funny. it forever. Uh, it was just so funny without even making a joke. He just he laughed. He's just off. the coolest. Swerve. It's so funny. Uh, he said that was pathetic, and he was even more pathetic than uh, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos because um, they're in Colorado. Um, Swerve said he's glad Seattle got him out there. Uh, he, uh, Swerve said he might have mental health problems because he's making an enemy out of everybody. Um, or uh, sorry, out of somebody every day in his life. He said he's going to take Paige's position from him. And Paige said that Swerve wants a spot and he wants to be a main event guy. Paige said that Swerve thinks he would have been the first black world champion. He said, we can argue about if opportunities were handed or earned. Uh, he said, uh, he, regardless, he knocked those opportunities out of the park every single time. Fair. He said, um, Swerve, um, he told Swerve he doesn't have what it takes to fill his boots. And Swerve signed the contract. Paige came back by stabbing Swerve's hand with a pen. And then they kind of got, um, Separated by security. Security. I um, really like this I segment. Love this. I, love um, I liked, like you said, you have Paige doing his like thoughtful, honest, vulnerable thing, and and Swerve just laughing at him. And clearly, that does push Paige over the edge, right? Because the guy who's usually you know in control or whatever, he definitely up, gets more into it in his second speech, and ends up going like ultra violent and s just stabbing the guy through the hand with the pen. Which obviously he's not really doing it, but I thought it was a cool visual and a, an idea of like, yeah, Swerve is really getting under this guy's skin and he's losing control, and Swerve is just kind of sitting back and enjoying the chaos he's creating because he's diabolical and it just. I don't know, man. This is what we're saying. Swerve is a main event heel, and this is further evidence, and I really like... I can't pick between him and Switchblade, honestly. The contrast between one. these two is great. I thought this was a cool segment. Mm -hmm. I thought this was really good, and segment worthy of closing the show. Both guys brought the intensity and passion here, and it felt like a hot grudge to me. On paper, I was already hyped for this match, but this helped more. I was kind of like... Because I just borrowed notes from TJR, so I was just kind of writing opinions on different parts as I went along. Right. Which kind of a smart way to um, go. Thanks, yeah. TJR. Thank you, sir. I use your stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, Swerve came in with some nice intensity. I like the buckshot kill shot line. That sounded cool, and it was just a nice callback as well. Swerve super killer. Um, Hangman was in his peak promo form here, just the vulnerable, um, kind of self-conscious cowboy uh, thing that he's doing. Uh, the way he talks about the past year and just like the way his character, he's just really good at that. And the punk I don't, references were great. The punk references, I, which I think, uh, that's just what I thought from that. Oh, I think so. Um, I just like the way he the, his character is just like the kind of self-doubting kind yeah. of thing that he does it's it's so good i don't understand how some people don't think he's good on like Be, as because a character because like his character is so cool because you don't get complex characters in wrestling so right. when there is one for some people it just feels like no this isn't how this is done mm -hmm. right whereas i really enjoy it i like that and i like i like that he like kind of brought it with like a really baby face on like giving the fans the best that yes. they deserve and whatever and then swerve just laughing it off just killed me that was just so funny 
Uh, Sora came back with more intensity too. I love his angle coming for that top spot, and that's what it's about. It's really simple, like Jay, yes. Jay, like Jay White's motivation, but that's totally fine because yep, um, I think that works, and I think that was cool. The rain line was funny. Um, Hangman ended really strong. I thought like how he's got that self doubting way about him, but then he comes back and have confidence at the end, mm-hmm. um, and he's ready to fight. Um, this escalated really nicely, and between this and FTR Aussie Open, I don't know which one I'm looking forward to more, but it's definitely those two as my front runners. This card, a lot of this card, looks a lot really of the cards looks fantastic. Yep. I thought for a while like there was not a miss on the card. Yep. Um, then we um, like the end of the show, we cut to backstage, and Retribution is beating up Switchblade. Um, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> uh, four guys in all black beating up uh, Jay White backstage. Then we see a fifth in the MJF devil mask, and the show cuts off. So I saw, do you remember the one week, I think it was after All In, when Cole and MJF were sitting in the locker room, and like that was when MJF announced the ROH tag title uh, No More Contenders match, and he that's when he announced the Grand Slam tournament. Right. When they were sitting in the back, they had their lockers. In one of the lockers, that mask was hanging there Ooh. in that segment. So... I'm not sure what to think about this. Obviously, it's meant to look like it's MJF, but I'm. I feel like it could be someone framing him, but I don't know who Roddy? it would be. I feel like maybe, but could there's go that five guys, so yeah. Now the rest of them could just be randoms that the guy hired or whatever, but I don't know. I thought it's the kingdom and the righteous. I, my first thought combining. was it better not be the firm again. No, <laughs> it no. could. It they could be. Can't be. Well, it can't be because Morrissey's with Starks and Guns are in Bullet Club. Yes. Um, but I thought it could be everyone except Morrissey because there's no tall guy. I like a little bit of intrigue, even even though sometimes these things like the payoff is not what you want. Especially NXT seems to do that to me, where the payoff isn't exactly what mm-hmm. I want. But I do like like the cliffhanging and creating these conversations of like who could it be and whatever. It's fun, right? Because there's so, no context here. We have no idea other than it's the mask, so we don't know if it's actually him or not. Right. But that was obviously made to look like him, which makes it more likely that it's not him, I would assume, right? Yeah. But I guess there's levels to it. But like he's been showing those heel tendencies. And I saw someone notice that the last thing he said to White was, you know, you have no idea what I'm capable of. So I like that tease there, right? Yep. Uh, Overall thoughts on this show? I thought it was a good episode. Really, really segment heavy as go home shows can tend to be, right? But I thought. But I think it paid off. The segments basically all delivered. Um, it's going to fall short of an A range because I don't think any of the matches were like, man, you have to go out and see this. There was some I good... would check out the three-way. The multi-man, the three-man was my match of the night. The four-way was pretty good as well. But yeah, I liked a lot of the vignettes, right? I liked White and MJF's interaction specifically. Cole MJF on the boat was just a different tone, but I enjoyed that as well. The Kalish Takesta stuff I liked. Um, even Yuta and Stark's little interaction was good, right? So... Vincent Dutch vignette we liked so a lot of the in-ring stuff and then culminating with um Paige and Swerve ending the show so again really really good storytelling and segments and interviews matches were one I thought was really good a couple were a little lackluster but um overall a really good show so I thought a B plus if any of those matches had just elevated even a tiny bit more maybe an A minus but a B plus for me good show I agree I thought this is a really nice go home show. Um, I enjoyed so many in the segments. Like I thought the main event segment really delivered. Um, as main event segment should. If you're gonna end with the segment, I think you have to end strong. Yep. And I think they definitely did. I really enjoyed uh, White and MJF too. I thought that was awesome. Christian and Darby were fantastic as well. Uh, Cole and MJF were good. Uh, Righteous were good. So I thought the segments really hit uh, home this week. And I thought the matches in general were pretty good. Women's was mid. And then uh, the opener was okay, but I thought the four ways was really fun, and I thought the three ways was super fun. 
Um, I think generally a really good show, but it falls short of the A range, so I think a B plus is perfectly fair. Yep, good show. Looking forward to Wrestle Dream. Nailed it. First try for real that time. Even confident in it. Yeah. Really looking forward to that show. I feel like it's going to be a long show and maybe a couple of matches we don't need, but the majority looks pretty good. Yep. All right, so let's move into talking about some trivia where I'm going to got some AI-generated questions, and you're going to answer them in what we call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so we'll give people a glimpse behind the curtain at how smart we are here, because you were eating a panini from Booster so Juice. So you want to test the mute button. And I showed you how this new interface I'm using, one of the features is it has a physical mute button we can use. Which is so he used it. Our at the end of the last segment so he could start eating and then we didn't turn it on and did a third of the trivia <laughs> so now we're doing different so trivia. i've had to shift gears because we didn't want to fake it like he didn't know what the answers were so instead of before it was can you list and describe the 12 best wwe no mercy matches of all time i've now asked it the worst so it says it's funny it always says this while opinions on the quality of wrestling matches can vary and what some may consider the worst matches might still have redeeming qualities. No. Here are 12 WWE No Mercy matches that were generally criticized or didn't live up to expectations. Okay, So we've got number 12. No Mercy 2017. Despite both being talented wrestlers, the match was criticized for its lack of intensity and failed to make a significant impact. That is are not... Are talking big. Roman and Cena? No. Lower down the card. Somebody just released by WWE. I'll give you that hint because these are harder. You were crushing Z the Ziggler other one. And Too bad you were muted. Ziggler, correct? And I don't think he was on the show. <laughs> so they're saying a Canadian guy, Sammy, who's in NXT, Owens? came from Impact. Had Rude, a Rude. had a huge theme song. Yeah, they're saying Rude Ziggler. No, because no, I'm almost positive they were both on Smack. No. Bobby Roode would have been in NXT still, maybe on SmackDown, but Ziggler was on SmackDown, so No Mercy 2017. I'm almost positive that's not right. How dare you? Because I thought for a second they were going to say Ziggler Miz. I was like, no. Because that's like, no, they're not. They're, no, they're nowhere here. <laughs> Strong where, start. When, where? No. What? Okay, No Mercy. Oh, that was the show where Neville lost to Enzo. That's sad. No, no Mercy 2006. Criticized for its short duration, lack of buildup, making it feel like filler on the card. Um, Tag team specialist now in AEW versus a guy who had a superhero gimmick at one hurricane. point. I don't know if this is currently it. It's Helms. I don't know if it which Gregory Helms. Yep. So that's post hurricane. Matt Hardy. Yes. Did that happen? I think so. Sounds like you got it right away. So. Um. Oh six. And then next we've got No Mercy. 2004 forgettable yeah hardy helms happened no mercy 2004 forgettable encounter that didn't live up to the potential of having two experienced skilled performers big man little man both oh, very very accomplished oh four. Oh four. mysterion someone nope mm. these are hard big show nope uh, Both are retired. One's a politician. A-Train? No. And one um, is an executive for NXT. Shawn Michaels. Correct. Uh, no Mercy. Oh Who's Lord. a politician now? Oh, Michaels and Kane? Really? Yes. That's that sounds saying. right, but I don't, it also sounds like something that could be wrong. <laughs> so those are your options, right or wrong, correct? Oh, nope. Well, 
It sounds like both. More um, recent, so maybe in your wheelhouse the next 04? one. Oh four. Yeah. Dude, I don't see Shawn Michaels anywhere. Wow, they're not even close. I, I didn't. I don't know why, but Shawn Michaels. It doesn't sound like he would wrestle on No Mercy at that time. So two thousand like SmackDown pay per view. So. Two thousand sixteen. Okay. And they're these are the most generic clues ever. Or, if we had or mute, Bray Wyatt. If we hadn't been muted for the other one, it would have been better. Yeah. Uh, no, criticized for lack of storytelling and failure to engage the audience. So like the most generic of every bad match ever. Yeah, that is true. Um, so it is one guy that's already come up in a previous match. Ziggler. Correct. And Miz. Correct. What? No. Why was that? That's good? like one of the. That's the. Oh, I don't that's remember. the. Um, when Miz was IC champion, like Ziggler put his career on the line. That's like an amazing match. That's and so they're cool. saying lack of storytelling, and you're like, no, that, that was a good had story. A, that, that was a great story. I was, I remember that from my early days watching. That was a. So they're either wrong or you vehemently disagree. That was that, no, that's wrong. I've, I've hear praise for that match too. So I don't know what they are on about. New No Mercy 2012, match was decent, controversial finish. No. What? No, there's no No Mercy 2012. <laughs> Because I'm like, what do you mean? You don't even haven't even guessed. There's Why are you no, saying no? It's not. I'm almost. I are you almost saying that John you. Cena did not face Brock Lesnar at No Mercy? Action Rules 2012. No, no. Okay, so I searched No Mercy 2012, and the first thing is IMDb No Mercy 2010, a movie. Okay. That it that event does not exist. So No Mercy 2006, then. Both accomplished performers. I swear this one was on the best of list that I just had too. Criticized for its sluggish pace and lack of excitement. Um, one of the greatest, I always say one of the best of all time versus Angle. Yeah, versus a powerhouse. Mark Henry? Correct. That sounds right. It sounds like it could have happened in 2006. Yeah. Mark Henry was, he was good for one run. I don't know if that was it or not. Hall of Pain. Hall of Pain that was run like 2011. Was, was sick. Uh, two, um, sorry, Angle and Mark Henry. Yeah. Probably no wrong. Mercy 06. I'm not seeing no. Anything. Um, These are no. terrible. I don't see either of them on the show. No, I don't. No, they're not even here. No, no Mercy 2007. Um, okay. Main eventers. Both of them huge, huge. Or- Orton Trippies. Orton. Trips. Nope. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's Okay, so they said Orton Cena. Uh, no, because... Okay, so that's just wrong on many levels. So here's... <laughs> I remember this so show bad. distinctly. So what happened was... I think Cena injured his shoulder a little before this event, so yeah. the title's vacated. So bear in mind now, Cena's not at the show whatsoever. Right. So that's already wrong for that. But then at the beginning of the show, Vince awards the WWE title to Orton, which is his first WWE title, by the way. Then he loses it to Triple H in the opener. Then Triple H defends against Umaga later in the night. Then in the main event, Orton wins it back in a last man standing match. So this is so. why the trivia being wrong is also useful, because this is the point of you displaying that you know stuff like this for some reason. That's so it was a weird thing. Um, all right, for his first two title runs. So Orton. 2012, then. Slow pace, lacking no, excitement. No, that's already we already established this is not an event. Oh yeah, that they did number eight and number five. So no. they said Kate, uh, Big Show and Sheamus. No, that's already. No. I mean that that match might happen, but it not sure as hell wasn't on No Mercy. No Mercy 2002. Stipulation of a title shot for the winner. Slow and plodding. Didn't live up to expectations of the rivalry. Ready for the big hint between two brothers. Hardys? No. Edge and Christian? No. So many brothers. Dudleys? No. So many brothers. <laughs> Kayfabe Ooh. brothers, not shoot brothers. Oh, brothers of destruction. <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, I don't know. Oh, think. two? That, like, that would, that, I know that Shoot happened. brothers, not Kayfabe brothers, brother. Brother. 
I don't I'll tell you something. Brother. I feel like they didn't know. Brock Brock beat the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell, and Kane lost to Triple H. So no. Oh seven. Okay, back. Lackluster. Retained the championship via DQ. Great, Colleen. Left many fans disappointed. No. Colleen, somebody. Oh seven, no. That sounds like Colleen. Um. I don't. Members of Evolution. <clears throat> Big hints because I want to get through this now. Yep. Umaga. They're saying trips in Orton. In disqualification. Okay, so I so I just went over that, right? So I don't. You think that's I'm, already been debunked? I would think so because <laughs> yeah. So Triple H in previous beat Orton in the first match, right? Because that that's what I mentioned. Then Triple H beat Umaga. Then Randy Orton beat him in last. No, Manga. So that's not right. Okay, wrong again. Yes. Two thousand six. We got two more, and we're out of here. 2006, potential great clash of styles re received criticism for its slow pace, lack of chemistry between the two performers. Thanks, that's so helpful. A big um, bully of a man and a little guy. Kane and... Uh, like a shoot bully. <laughs> JBL and Correct. Mysterio. Correct. I, I, I should know that because that was a time. I think that's pretty much... I'm pretty positive that's right, nice. actually. It's good they got so one, right? Yeah, considering they went on No Mercy 2012 both times. <laughs> Because I know No Mercy is one of those pay-per-views where they took a big hiatus from that. So Number um, one. Hold on. Wait. Sorry. No Mercy 2006? Yep. Uh, no. No. Nope. not right. I thought the timeline would have been right, but it so might be bad, this earlier one. in the year. Jesus. No Mercy 2003. Last one. Okay. The match itself wasn't necessarily bad, but the finish was widely criticized. One man faked a leg injury, which was considered an underwhelming way to end the bout. Who would be a weasel and try and fake an injury would fit his character Vince. well. <laughs> yeah, but no. Who would try and, you know, it's a famous spot now where people use his a? name. Yes. And someone we saw on Dynamite this week. Jarrett. <laughs> no, not Jarrett. Uh, we saw him as an alter in his alter ego. <laughs> One of them. Big boy. Oh, Big Show? Yeah. That makes sense. It's probably like U.S. title related Could be. or something. All right, so um, let me see. Let me check see. that let's one. See. Yes, this was a not. That, that, they that, they did have a match, so not our best one. That but was horrible. There was half of a good one that was <laughs> muted. It would only be me asking questions and no track of you answering. So <laughs> and then you asking questions, laughing a little, and being like, and then saying that would have sounded crazy. <laughs> Anyways, we <laughs> did what we put did. I uh, maybe I'll tack it back on the end. <laughs> I could grab it again. Anyways, um, so let's get back into what we watched this week in the world of wrestling, uh, what we call high spots and rest holds. As you rock out to Josh Alexander's theme over there, you seem to be obsessed the with North. it. The North. Um, oh, the North theme, sure. Um, you worked every day this week, so you didn't get around to watching any main roster. So no, I mean, we're covering previews. So you're, go yeah. So um, I will sort of talk about most of the, well, I guess all the high spots and wrestles because I did watch the usual stuff that I watch. Uh, first thing being NXT, which I wrote in my notes, we can bring back an old gimmick from this show. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. We're okay. going to see if you remember the gimmick when okay. we get to it. Okay. So I thought a high spot. I like the opening match. It was the finals in the Heritage Tournament qualify, whatever it is for number Her one Global contender. Heritage Invitation. There it is. And it was but, uh, Butch versus Joe Coffey. Butch. Which is a, a rematch from a pay-per-view in the UK, I'm pretty sure. 
NXT. Takeover. It was the first takeover of Blackpool uh, before Walter's debut. But yeah, uh, obviously, I kind of like both of these guys. Huge fan of Butch. Um, and Booker, both Booker T and Vic Joseph, and I've done this on the podcast, refer to Joe Coffey as Joe Gacy at least once each. And I'm pretty sure Vic's mad because it, I think it entered his mind because um, Booker did it first, right? So, it's definitely because of Booker. Anyways, this was an excellent match. I thought Butch looked fantastic in this. His style, I was telling you, just works for me. It's this steady pace. He keeps coming at you with like a variety of stuff, right? Strikes, submissions, joint manipulations, suplexes, moonsaults, like, and all of it looks good and believable. And it's just like, he's constantly coming at you with relentless, varied offense. And I love it. I love Pete Dunn. Coffee sold for probably the first half of this, but then did have a few impressive stretches in the, in the latter half. Then crazy kind of furious exchanges near the finish. The crowd was really into it. Uh, the rest of Gallus got sent back somewhere in the middle of this. Um, see, it can happen. I mean, I know it's a different company, <laughs> but you can send interfering people to the back. Anyways, Coffee hit his finishing clothesline, which I never remember the name of. I forgot still. Because it's far too long. Um, and then it ends up outside the ring. Coffee goes for that diving shoulder thing that he does, ends up uh, hitting the steps I saw, yeah, when Butch moves. It looked finish. pretty solid. Uh, right back in the ring, bitter end, and Butch wins after 12 minutes. Uh, I thought this was a really good TV match. I would recommend it to people if you don't watch NXT. So that's going to lead to um, Butch challenging Noam Dar, which I think is cool, that's right? That's awesome. And that, I'm th that's on No Mercy, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, gotta, awesome. Gotta give it Pete Dunn. You can't have Butch doing this. I don't know. You can't have Butch doing this. I don't know. We'll this see. not Butch. Uh, then you had Dom. He amused me a little bit in a really quick segment because um, he thought he was going to be off of No Mercy, wouldn't have a match, and he could see, put like sit on a comfy couch with Mommy and have chicken tendies, which made me laugh for some reason, right? Because he just sounds like such a like a child, basically. No one says that. It's, he feels like Although Maddie from Hot Dog saying one guy actually came up and ordered it like that Chicken once. tendies? Yeah. He just feels like an entitled little kid, right? And I think it's working for him. Um, so Mackenzie Mitchell informs him that there's a triple match, a triple threat match later with the winner facing Dom at No Mercy. Gee, why would you have to do that? I thought Dom was in a story with someone and they were leading towards a match. Oh, wait, it was what, Mustafa sorry. Ali. Well, no, what? Who? who? He was supposed to, who? exactly. Who? So they're having to clearly call an audible here and this is, the, it's, the, it's fine. It's Mandy Rose, he's persona non grata. It's the way that they chose to go. So I thought, um... And then it ends with Dom whining and complaining about Shawn Michaels and the way he's running NXT as he walks away. Could you not? Is there, was there not a way to release him after the show? Or? Right? Like, in right as you're approaching the culmination of this story, right? Yeah. He's gone. Um, notable, we have Stax and Tony are hosting all of the tag teams at the restaurant that they've done many I, segments in. I feel like it probably would affect the story even if they released him after it because I feel like his story doesn't end because no. he kind of had the thing with Dragon League. Yes. So I feel like I guess And he was kind of doing the am I? I'm like, Kind of a heel, yeah, but I guess it would screw up the story anyways. Yeah. I guess so. Never, never mind then. Um, Stack says the champs call the shots now, apparently. So I guess they get to just pick their opponent, which is a new th phenomenon. For I'm me. pretty, but although that's not true. Remember, there was a no, there was no, um, uh, what would you call it, authority figure for a while, and everyone was just making their own matches and drove me crazy. That was the 2.0 era, it was like bedlam because it's just like real didn't exist anymore, and it was like everything was sped, it was like everything was 1.5 speed. And it was at least crazy. there's Shawn Michaels now, so there's like right. some semblance of authority, right? So Carrillo and Garza are the first to arrive in the first segment, and just to go over the rest, uh, Car oh, is it the three part thing? 
Yeah, so they it is, or was is it that two what you're or talking three? About or? Yeah, it was a at least two or three segments is of that this. Our thing? So then Carrillo and Garza are explaining their new chest tattoos where their grandfather sliced them in a dream, remember, which I loved so much. Other creeds show up next, and they're basically, basically focused. They're hungry. And then our favorite new tag team name. Do you want to announce their name? Um, Out the Mud. Out of the Mud, which is, what are their names? Bronco? Bronco Nima, Lucian Price. Right. So and With scripts. Terrible, terrible name. Um, they show up after the main event, so I'm kind of out of order, but just getting it all out of the way at once. Everyone wants to know who the champs are choosing. A little bit of light comedy ensues. Um, and then Tony's family that's been in ring for another segment all show up. And what a surprise. It's a four-way at No Mercy, which is exactly where everyone thought it was going, and that's fine. Um, and out of the mud are nowhere near ready, but at least... Out the mud. Is it out the mud? But oh, at least... They're, they're OTM, so... At, at least they shouldn't have to do much um, in a four. Yeah, their placement here is questionable to me. Agree. I think it's again. Let's see what they can do. I guess in a longer spot. Um, Joe Gacy loses to Trick in three minutes. There it is. There's the gimmick. You'll get to do it a lot here. Gacy loses to Trick in three minutes, and it kind of made sense to me. I think I talked about this with you. Gacy's on like a downward spiral. Like everyone's abandoning him and losing matches and group members. So tricks on the way up so it makes like a good decision here and it can be really quick i don't think it needed to be longer trick gets on the mic after the match uh briefly puts over mellow um and says then sort of like it's like he has this epiphany where he's like mellow already has his championship so now it's tricked time to go out and get his and he sort of marches off with a purpose as commentary wonder what he's about to do what could he do he's going for the women's title yep um thea then debuts her new look and it kind of to me looks like um Oh, what's her name? Liv Morgan? <laughs> oh, so wait, no, that's not even yet. It, so it's backstage, and it's just her new look without ring gear, and Chase and Hudson pretend to like it because they don't want to annoy her. They're trying to keep her in the group or mm -hmm. whatever. And then when she walks away, Jane says to wait until they see her ring gear later. It's fine, and I guess... Like, I get wanting to have Hale evolve because she's doing really well, so let's try something new. And honestly, I have to say, JC Jane is less annoying as, like, the secondary, right? It's kind of about Hale, and Jane's a supporting role, so that's much better mm -hmm. than her doing everything. Um, Corbin then beat Josh Briggs in a... Three-minute. Haas fight, yes. I call it a Haas sprint. I didn't even mind it, but it was really quick. Briggs has a really he has a really nice big boot. Briggs does, but anyways, Corbin ends up pulling the ref in front of him to stop Briggs' momentum. I think it was like a clothesline off the ropes, end of days, and it's over. Uh, as you would expect, he has a no mercy match, right? And Briggs is half of a tag team that doesn't get much attention anymore, so makes sense. Although I don't think Briggs is bad. Corbin gets on the mic, calls out Braun. Braun comes out and attacks him immediately, and we get a pull apart. Um, out of the mud, <clears throat> out the mud, out the mud. Beat Hank and Tank by cheating before I put assisted Alabama slam. Looks like their their finisher for the win in three minutes. Correct. Isn't this crazy? Then we got uh, a decent. Oh, yeah, I should definitely watch NXT. We got a decent strap match, but it kind of suffered in direct comparison to AEW having a recent one, right? Which was an absolute banger. This was not. I it, saw there was a strap match. I was like, that's really random. It's uh, So Thorpe's family are in attendance for this to give you an idea of how it's going to go. He does end up winning with the second rope elbow drop with the strap wrapped around his arm. This was a pretty generic strap match. There's a bit of whipping with the strap, but nothing like really creative or innovative and just kind of 
WWE level of violence rate, so it's never going to get to the level right. of AEW, yeah. which that one was crazy. That so was awesome. it kind of hurts by direct comparison. Um, Dijak then, after the match, sort of snaps and attacks Thorpe, ends up whipping him with this white belt he was wearing. So I guess this feud isn't over, even though I felt like maybe it could be. Or Anyways, be. Um, Thea Hale beats um, Danny Palmer. Is it Danny Palmer? I just wrote Palmer. Yeah, really right. quickly. I don't even think three minutes. Palmer went for like a crazy twisting senton that looked impressive. And then Hale locked in a Kimura, Kimura, sorry. And this is where she did debut new ring gear, but it looked like he'll live Morgan to me, basically very similar. <laughs> um, Trick is backstage and he's really hyped about being added now to the number one contender ma match for the North American title. So they're going to make that a four way, but Mello's kind of distracted on his phone and Trick starts to get annoyed. And it's just kind of like we're nudging closer to their implosion. Right. And I'm That's still enjoying nice. it. They do revisit it, though. So as you say that, because later in the show, um, the final segment between them, they seem kind of cool with each other. Yeah. But Trick does say later, um, sorry, Mello, I thought this was really subtle in the ring when he's talking to Dragunov. He starts lift, listing off like, I'm not these lesser yeah, opponents. Yeah, and, and I love Dragunov's reaction. And he actually accidentally like slipped in trick there. And it's like, oh, right? Like, I thought just... Dragunov sold that perfectly. Because he he's like egging him on. Kind exactly. of like, you know, like. You just sold out I your thought, boy. Yeah, I thought um, Dragunov sold it perfectly. Because I think I was there for that at least. Yeah. And then I had to go back because I missed it. There is a tease of uh, Brian Pillman, right? Yes. Um, yeah. It's it's a staticky TV. It goes from Super a Bengals sure. game, which his dad played for the Bengals, and then the change the channel switches to WWE Saturday Night. So a pretty clear indication of what we're WCW. getting. WWE. Yeah. Sorry. What did I say? WWE. Sorry. Um, so I even have written down WCW. So clearly I can't read. The main event I liked. It was a fatal four way for the that that match for the North American number one contender. So Dragon Lee, Tyler Bate, Axiom, Trick Williams. Action all over the place in this one, as you would expect. Lee hits the float over powerbomb to Tyler Bate early for a near fall. Um, Trick hits a double bookend, which Booker loved to call, right? Uh, that's how he chose to call it for a near fall. Bate does his airplane spin while simultaneously swinging somebody else, which yeah, just looks crazy. Good, especially for someone like him. Axiom breaks up a pin by stomping Bate, then immediately hits a destroyer to Dragon Lee. I thought that looked really good. We get a rapid fire exchange between all four, culminates in Axiom with a top rope Spanish fly to Dragon Lee for a near fall. We get the Destino by Dragon Lee to Axiom, but Trick breaks up the count. And then as Lee and Trick are standing, Lee headbutts Trick, and this is the finish I had to go back because you it's were confused by weird. it. Like, it's just, I don't know, it just looked weird. Lee headbutts Trick, Trick, uh, and Lee falls out of the ring from the headbutt. Trick falls back into the ropes, and he collides heads with Tyler Bate, who was on the apron. So now Bate falls to the floor. It's just I don't think he, he to me he didn't look like he collided with Bate, so it just it made it okay. look kind of dumb. I get it. And then Trick's momentum has him bounce forward off the ropes, and he just falls face first on top of Axiom to pick up like the accidental pinfall win after 11 minutes. I thought the main event was really fun. Uh, and between this and the opener, they had two really good matches despite like four. I went back and looked four three minute matches, but then two good matches. So it kind of balances out. I thought the finish was creative. I like the detail that uh, um, Trick's story is like progressing and Mellows is progressing sort of thing. I like what they're doing there. Axiom, I thought, stood out in this again, as he generally does. Everyone looked good. Nothing but action. Strong main event. Um, and I guess they want to find out what they have in Trick Williams, but I'm a little nervous. A Dom Trick match on a pay-per-view, right? That's not... 
Yeah, it's not da- super Danielson Saber. It is not right, but <laughs> we'll see how they do. Uh, then we go to Impact. I like the opening match there as well. It was Alan Angels already cashing in, and I think he announced he was going to do that last week. Already cashing in his X Division shot, so he faced Saban in a good nine minute match. Um, Angels worked Saban's left arm for the vast majority of this. Uh, Saban ended up winning with the Cradle Shock. I thought the match was good. And I feel like Angels cashing in so quickly without any build sort of telegraphed he wouldn't win. And I don't think it helps his status. Like, I was hoping they'd maybe slow burn and build Angels as a legitimate contender. Um, it was feel like it was just a blip for Angels. And now he goes back to being mostly, he's like the front man of Impact Wrestling, right? Which is his angle. The gatekeeper. For no reason, really. Um, I guess they needed a quick challenger for Saban. That's what they did. But it, I don't know. It, like, and those Ultimate X matches, right? Like, he just cashed in like the next week or two weeks later. The next week, I think. It just um, makes those matches yeah, feel, feel less I think important. It was last week, I don't know. I, um, I did not care for Rhino squashing a jobber named Jack Price. I don't know why they're treating this guy like he's still a draw. Like for me, and this sounds mean, you could literally grab any big man from the indies, put him in the spot, as just squashing a jobber for the first time I see him, and I'd be more interested. Right? Rhino's forty-seven. He's older than I am. Um, he's still trying to do the same thing. It's just not working for yeah, me I at this point. I don't, I don't get how that's working. I'm not thrilled that Eddie Edwards and Frankie Kazarian are not done with each other, so I don't need more of this, but Eddie and Alicia are backstage, and it's kind of funny because Eddie's basically firing Alicia under the bus because he's adamant that, like, this doesn't count as a loss for me because you got pinned by Tracy. I didn't get pinned by Eddie. So Kaz Frankie. walks up agrees that they'll end this at bound for glory i assume and it sounds How like are they still feuding because to me this feud doesn't seem like it has a lot the legs to it. i agree and that's my problem is like really like you brought your wives in and okay we're gonna settle this I'm in a mixed tag confused why they're like they don't like each other why they're feuding because it just seems like they seem like two veterans and just like it's i don't know like they're and that's kind of how I feel, and someone, I'm watching it. They should both be feeling someone more interesting to kind of help them. I out. do think Alicia is doing some of her best work here as a as a heel, but it's a little so bar though. I'm assuming we're getting like a cage or a last man standing or something to blow off this feud. Hopefully, um, what's a but stupid stipulation? Oh, let's do like um. Or yeah, it's impact. Ax, so ax honestly, a, you're right. Could ax be anything. handle on a pole match. Or, could be anything. Um, I don't last. Could rights. be wives on a pole. Wives in a shark cage. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> King of the Mountain wife match where you gotta <laughs> hang your wife on like a who knows or, I don't know I'm I don't I'm struggling on like a TNA stipulation here but they'll oh, co- elevation could be something brand do new. elevation X you know like the where you have to fight hang on the scaffold yes like where you're like it's like the ultimate X but you're like fighting on top of it that's what we gotta do those yeah. are good I did think there was a fun tag match in here even though Yuya Yuimura got the fired case from Feaster fired um so he's coming out to do like a a goodbye. Mm-hmm. and the rascals interrupt him and are sort of mocking him, like, why, when you get released, do you get sort of anything happening? And so Santino makes one last match for Joya against the rascals, but it's non-title, which sort of led you to believe maybe they can win it, right? Right, and it's um, for his job. Right? And it was, if they win, they can reinstate Yuya. So you're like, okay, maybe this is... But then I was kind of like, but that's a weaselly way to make the fired case not matter, right? Like, if I the guess, next week you can... tag teaming, though, like, I don't I know. I guess. A good back and forth. The Rascals taking shortcuts and cheating at every possible spot, obviously. Believable near fall for Joya that the crowd really got behind, especially since it was non-title and for um, Yuya to stay. But Trey ends up hitting a low blow, pulls spray paint from his tights, sprays Yuya's face, and rolls him up after about 10 minutes. I thought I actually saw that on Instagram. I thought the way the ref got distracted was kind of stupid. Yeah, it's not the best. Um, 
fun while it lasted. Too bad Yuya's gone because I think he's a talent that they could have used. But I guess Excursion's probably over and back to Japan he goes. Oh, I forgot he was not like, or I guess he's Excursion, right? I think I that's I the case know. anyways. Um, I had to endure an excruciating Diener promo and it was like, if this were a one-off or even rare, then I wouldn't care that much. But this is the same nonsense that this group whether it's Eric Young in charge or Diener in charge that they've been doing for I would say years now possibly, it's with, been at with least no since payoff. like twenty twenty one. I've it's, had to guess right. so like at least a couple of years maybe. So it's the same I'm, I'm most. cryptic analogies, violent imagery, nothing but no important wins, no interesting feuds. Still tangled up with Eric Young even though he murdered him on television in front of my face. Um, at this point, these promos are just meaningless white noise. And I was really willing to give it a chance. Remember, I liked Diener when in his first promo yeah, I, as the I leader. I was like, okay. Then. And then it's just like, it's the same stuff. You, you're all bark, no bite. You never actually accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And you just go and say the same crap next week. Um, not a fan, big surprise of a street fight with Tommy Dreamer and Heath taken on Kenny King and Sheldon Jean. Just Memphis a Memphis street fight. Just mm-hmm. a real, as you're right, really basic stuff. Um, hard for me to care about Heath and Dreamer, as you know, if you listen to this podcast. Standard stuff. Uh, Dreamer ended up winning it. He drove Gene through a table and pinned him after eight and a half minutes. The only part I cared about is after the match, Crazy Steve comes out, not really in face paint this week, and just takes out Dreamer with the briefcase that he won at the Feast or Fired and screaming about how this briefcase is his beginning. So let me tell you right now, man, if they do not have Crazy Steve beat Dreamer for the, what is it, the digital media thing? Him with the belt, though, just seems so stupid. So I feel like it's a lose-lose. I But you, I don't think you can... No, he can't Repackage lose. is a strong word. Tweak his character, really focus on him, and then have him lose to Tommy Dreamer. Right, yeah, I, I, you, can, you can't. I'll be really annoyed if that happens. Um, even though it was the millionth time, it feels like I still really enjoyed Gresham and Mike Bailey. So it was their usual stuff, right? Like highly competitive um, throughout, and just it's funny because they're so unique, right? It's like a five foot four guy who is super jacked against. I guess my description would be. Bailey looks like he's a small town karate instructor. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then he's like doing all kinds of crazy stuff all over the place. And I like this because remember how Gresham, he's like the pure guy and he doesn't. So he ends up winning by holding the tights on a roll up here and not shaking hands after and just walking away from Bailey. So I'm Aren't they kind of tag teaming too. They have been having this like interesting relationship. Yes. Where they kind of respect each other and work with each other, but fight each other all the time. Um, so I would like a bigger role for Gresham. He's awesome, so I'm fine. Main event, I liked it. It was Trinity defending against Giselle Shaw. If I'm being honest, man, at this point, I prefer... This might be a hot take. I don't know. I prefer Giselle Shaw in ring to Naomi. Sorry, Trinity. Because you've heard my criticism of Trinity. She is like... She's all flash and yeah. not a lot of impact. No pun intended. <laughs> Whereas Shaw, her stuff looks aggressive and realistic, right? Which is my preferred style. I think she's she can hang with the major stars. I think they have something with her. I think she's a future champion for them. And, and they have a pretty good knockouts division. I, I'm just not... Trinity's in-ring style, it just once it's removed from WWE where it's kind of normal and expected, I don't enjoy it, I guess. Um, so anyways, Jay Vidal accidentally trips Giselle Shaw. So we'll see if there's fallout from that. Trinity hits her Star Trucks, uh, Starstruck, sorry, submission after 12 minutes. So uh, a pretty good main event. Um, and that is all I have. 
and you have nothing. So we are going to move into, uh, we're going to finish the show with a couple previews of a show tonight and a show tomorrow, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to call that segment, but we'll call it preview, here. Preview. Sorry? Preview, preview. Preview, preview right now. All right, so I have put in a little bit of thought. I didn't write anything down, but I've... Which one? I've been thinking about both a little bit. Not as much dream weaver or dream whatever, dream stuff, whatever it is. I forget again. So dream, 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 Wrestle dream. Got it. There you go. Um, so we'll start with No Mercy, seeing that yep. is tonight. that's tonight. Makes sense. Um, what do you got? First match, which begs the question, why is this even anywhere near a PLE ever? Uh, Kalani Jordan, why, versus Blair Davenport. And it's funny because Kalani Jordan can't even like make reference to Dana Brooke or anything, so it's weird. I'm going Davenport. Uh, Davenport for sure. Kalani Jordan has shown me very little. Um, there's no chance she should be on a pay per view, let alone winning on one. So I assume this is like, hey, sorry, we had you in a program and we fired the other person as you were building towards that Don't match. So we'll throw you a bone. That's what mm. it feels like to me. Um. Tony D and Stax versus Creed Brothers versus Out the Mud and versus Los Lotharios for the tag team titles. I'm taking the family. I don't think these titles are coming out the mud. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying they retain? Yeah. I don't see anyone winning yet. I would, maybe Los Lotharios could have a run, but I, w- I would like to build them in a program. So I just, I don't know. The family haven't been doing anything for me, so they it might be like what I want to happen. Oh, just to be different, I'll take the Creed's. Just because you could elevate them at any time, right? They're pretty awesome. I so. think that's a horrible pick, and you're a dummy. That might be true. Uh, next, we get Dom Dom versus Trick Willie and, uh, for the North American title with Dragon Lee as the guest ref, which I forgot about. Right. Uh, I'm going to take Dom, though, because Trick wasn't even supposed to be here. Yeah, I kind of want to take like Trick. Dragon Lee going as the ref would have made more sense if Ollie was still around. So I'm going to go with... I feel like Dragon Lee is going to be Dom. I would like Trick to beat him, but I feel like it'll be Dragon Lee. I'm hearing so rumors I'm... of Dragon Lee gone, gone soon. Why? Main roster. Oh. Which is I why they haven't you bothered to push him, because they've yeah. already like, okay, he's going to be up soon, so we'll put him in supporting maybe, role. Maybe they can... I don't know. I don't think Trick will get it yet. Maybe you could do like Halloween Havoc or something, right. because I don't... I feel like they should actually build it, because I think... And like, I think they're enjoying the Judgment Day have all the gold and stuff, too. Yeah. So I, I think Dom retains as well. Because Dom isn't getting Gunther's belt. No. Uh, Corbin Breaker. I took Breaker, just because Corbin's mid... Yeah, unless Breaker's on his way out, but how long can I keep saying that? So you're right. I think Corbin's job is to be there to be a, a like a quality win for people. So that's yeah. the case here. I'll take Braun as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dar Butch for the Heritage Cup. Uh, I'm going to go Dar wins. Butch gets, angry. Butch gets angry. Pete Dunn o'clock. Yeah, I think Dar retains because that... I would like for Butch to have it, but... Um, that I'm trophy is such Pete a Dunn. big part of Dar right now and that whole group that I don't think that it's time yeah. to... And then Pete Dunn will be like... Butch, no work. Pete done good. But that match could be awesome. Very excited for if that match. If he just randomly shows up as Pete Dunn, I might happy cry because yeah. this has been at least a year and a half in the. It's making. good to have dreams. I, I it is literally a dream of mine. Yep. I would just love to see Pete Dunn again. Yep. It's just we're waiting on it, you know. Yeah. Um, Lynch Stratton and for the women's title, Extreme Rules match. 
I took Becky because I feel like Stratton winning the title back here would just make the title loss a waste. It's kind of like the th- thing I said with Dom. Like, why would you have him win the title in the first mm-hmm. place if you're just going to have him drop it back? It just kind of disrupts Stratton. So I feel like they have to make Becky's run worth something. And I don't think they're going to have Becky lose on a larger spot where more people are watching. Unless it's massive shenanigans. You know what I mean? It's actually a pay-per-view. Well, they would probably it would get a lot of eyes on it. I it guess, would, but, but I don't think she's losing on pay-per-view. I think she would have to, but... You want to build that loss, but yeah. Right, Not Be- yet, Becky. then, I guess. Becky. Alrighty. Becky. Um, Melo Dragonov. I feel like there's going to be a difference this here. This one's tough. Um, I like Dragonov a lot. I think he's doing great work, but I just like Melo way more. I think the money's in him finally overcoming Dragonov because the story te- that they've been telling is that he can't do it. Yes. Or that he thinks he can't do it. I think that he kind of has to finally overcome him, kind of like Dragonov had to do with Walter a few years ago. Um, and Dragonov can go up if he wants. He could dethrone Gunther all over again. But I think Melo should have a really good run here. If anybody, if I want anybody to beat Cole's record, I would want it to be Melo. Yes. Not when Breaker had a favorite. If anyone's going to top Adam Cole's run, it should be Melo. I'll take Dragonov to be different. I knew you would. I just think either he has to culminate in championship or he's gone. I think he's gone. He might be. But uh, I, I'm okay. interested to see. And also, they're kind of telling the story of a little bit losing some confidence mellow so i don't know if they're gonna roll that into tricks thing should kind of overcome it and then i think who's beating gunther Dragonov could be okay and then clearly they don't have much of an issue with having those kind of matches on the main roster because they did it with mcintyre they did with sheamus they did it three ways so they could easily do that again obviously it would never live up to the empty arena but true still um now we move on to wrestle dream and so right. we got a pair of pre-show matches i've recently discovered okay um, i don't even think i heard these luchasaurus and nick wayne Ooh. i'm gonna take luchasaurus just to kill him because i think so too sense, seems to but... be they're not super concerned about getting nick wayne wins right now he's just pulling the like competitive fun to watch kid yeah. that can't get a win and so. i think we can get that here yeah and then uh acclaimed are defending trios titles against tmdk which i think is an easy win for the acclaimed I would say so, too. TMDK, eh? Well, because so I guess Saber's around. Who are we getting, then? I think it's TM61 and probably Tito. B- yeah, bad dude Tito. Yeah. Cause, As he was in uh, yeah, Championship Wrestling when I used to watch him. Because Saber's uh, around. That's okay. So I guess they're coming with him. That, should, that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, main card time. Uh, Yuta Starks. I think we already said it. U- Starks is probably getting a win here. Yes, that's, I um, feel like this. Should be, should be good, but... Starks. Literally there to give Starks a win yep. on pay-per-view, I feel like. Uh, MJF versus The Righteous for the with Tag Titles. I think there's a chance The Righteous could win, but I'm not certain on it. So I'm going to say MJF wins. Something could happen with Roddy, or he pulls it a win by himself. I think he retains as well. I just don't see how you put the titles on The Righteous and have anybody care about it yeah. at this point, right? So this is like your introduction to them, kind of, and then we can go from there, but yeah, not yet. Um, Statlander, Julia Hart. For the TOS title. Statlander. Statlander. In a Hearts nowhere near title already. Dominant. Uh, but at least they're trying something, I guess. And this, like, I see this as like seven, eight minutes tops. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Lucha Bros, Guns, Bucks, uh, Cassidy Hook, winner gets the tag title shot. Um, so this one can kind of go either way. But, um, and it also hinges on my prediction for the tag title match. So I had initially made different picks for this in the tag title match. But then I thought about it and I switched up. So I'm going with okay. the Bucks here just because, like, I don't know. This doesn't seem like a title win to build. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where it's going to really, like, I just feel like you could get the Bucks a title match. They either get a rematch with FTR or preferably we get Bucks Aussie Open down the line. So I'm going to take the Bucks. Okay. Um, I'm not, I feel like this thing can go really any way just because there's not a ton of, like, build to this. 
Right. So it's kind of like take your pick, pick your poison kind of thing. So I don't think it's obviously Hook and Orange Cassidy. I think it's anyone but them. I don't think it's Lucha Bros because Phoenix is already busy. I don't. I don't. I could find arguments against everybody. Like the Bucks, it yeah. doesn't seem. They just fresh, lost the title match, yeah. And the guns don't seem quite ready. I'm taking Bucks because I think we're going FTR Bucks again. I disagree with that. I will go with. I opt Bucks Aussie Open. I don't know, man. I'll take the guns just because. Uh, that was my pick. If hey, if the guns win, I'm okay with that. But they could sneak out a win. That's what I was thinking. That's that was my initial thought, but I I switched up halfway through picking my tag title match. Right. Um, next we got Omega Jericho Abushi versus Takeshita Guevara Osprey. Um, Oof. I'm saying I know I'm not fully confident in this, but I say we keep Takeshita's momentum going. Callus Fam for the win. I I say they steal a win here. I think you do that too because they need that win and they're building and I don't think this loss hurts Omega, Jericho, or Ibushi. No. And it could be the story of... I think Takesha should just have Omega's number. I think they should acknowledge it and be it's like kind of Ibushi's fault because he's not peak Ibushi and he took that beat down in Japan so it can be... Yep. And then they can build to him sort of yep. rehabbing and taking on Takesha one-on-one mm -hmm. at a, on a for future event. Uh, next, we get Kingston versus Shibata for both of Kingston's belts. So he's defending both belts here. He retains. Um, yeah, I'm saying Kingston retains because he just became a double champion. And also, he's Shibata, too. Shibata's title not being on the line makes me think Shibata can lose. Right. Yeah, that's If it a fair was point. title for title again, then I'd be a little... And Eddie's beloved and is just getting his attention. And it's not... Because yeah, Shibata is like on the periphery of an AEW guy, right? So Yeah. He's not winning. Um, FTR, Aussie Open for the tag titles. I was going to pick FTR, the safe bet, but then I was like, no. I love Aussie Open. Aussie Open's awesome. So I'm going to bet on them. I don't care That's if it's a dumb. bet pick. I don't care. I'm taking Aussie Open. I've been saying for a while they should dethrone FTR, so let's do it. Nope. FTR have had a good run. Give it to Aussie Open. Give them the bag. FTR, their friend got fired. They're the face of that other show. They need to keep the belts for a while. If they don't have the belts, what do they do? I'm not saying I'm fully confident in that, but I'm saying they should do it. Because nope. FTR retains. Aussie Pretty opener. confident. Aussie Open are money. They are. I love them. Don't get me wrong. These are two of my favorite tag teams. I'm ben it's, on. it's crazy how Punk's affiliation with FTR has like soft tarnished them a little for me. Like yeah. I used to love FTR. Yeah. And now I like really, really like them, but that's hanging over them a little bit. It's the dark cloud. Yeah. It is. I'm, Sucks. Oh, I'm the, I don't want Especially Dax, it feels yeah. like to me. Especially, Who, yeah. Who's my boy, right? So yeah. It, it's not my favorite. Yeah. But, anyways. I'm betting on, I don't want to bet against Ozzy Open. Well, t I'll take a gamble there. Why not? All right. Uh, Christian Darby right. Allen uh, for the TNT title, two or three falls. Um, I can see an argument either way, but I feel like Darby's had the title a couple times, so he doesn't really need it. Um, Christian could be more entertaining having the title for longer. Christian for the win here for Nick Wayne's mom, of course. Christian with that belt gets him on TV all the time, gets him cutting those and promos. It's funny. Which is what people want. I think he kind of needs the belt still. I don't think Darby does. That simple. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, Hangman Swerve. And I'm going to take a bit of a risk again. I'm going to say you give Swerve a win here, uh, whether it's by shenanigans or not. And then I think that can fire up Hangman even more. And then he comes back for a rematch with more fire, with more passion, you know, whatever. And we could get, like, a trilogy out of this because why not, right? So I'm going to bet on Swerve here just because I would love for him to get a huge win here. I'm taking Swerve more, even more confidently than you. I just think 
the way this story is being told, he needs this win. Hangman can still, this can add doubt to him and or we fire can, him you up. You can get back whatever. a feud there. If Hangman wants to win the feud overall, that's fine, I think. And but... it's kind of the beauty of Paige being a bit complex, right? Is you can, any outcome can work with what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's much more important Swerve maintains momentum here. Especially being hometown as well, I feel right. like. Right. So I've, I'm pretty confident in swerve i mean it could be wrong but i, I like swerve i feel like here. that one's kind of a 50 50 for me but i'm leaning towards I'm like swerve. 65 35 yeah 60 40 maybe yeah yeah swerve um next or fi sorry finally is danielson saber jr um danielson should be awesome but saber don't even go there uh that's exactly right uh, and i mean you can make the case of yeah but this is the final countdown for danielson and he's all about putting people over and whatever a's Saber is fine with that. Saber doesn't need to be put over to people who already know Saber. And B, I don't know if it does any good to people that don't know Saber to put him over because he's not around a lot. As you said, he doesn't go here. Yeah. He's not around a lot. So why would you put that energy into him? Right. Yeah. So I think he can get. I think he's here for the dream match. He gets as much out of it as just an awesome performance where yeah, people go, exactly. damn, this guy's exactly. amazing yeah, as yeah. he does winning. Kind of so like I... for Bendor when he was involved in that. Right. So I think it's Danielson as well. Agreed. All right. I think that is everything beautiful well that's going to bring us to the end of episode 167 either we'll have to talk about one or two of these pay-per-views on their own or it's going to be a super chunky 168 if we talk about we'll one see. i would prefer wrestle dream probably it's long too so that would be a longer show so yeah. we'll try and, and find time more interesting we'll see how your work schedule looks we'll try and find time for that um if you want to contact us please do fnswrestling at gmail.com fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on instagram or if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment there. I promise a reply. If I notice, I reply to everybody. Um, so that being said, we'll see you back down here. Well, not down here. I'll see you across the table for me down here. Everyone else, you'll be wherever you are listening to us, hopefully, for 168 next Saturday. And until then, take care.